in five, four, three, two, one. Homie Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right. All right. One more. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Monday... May 23rd edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as the Big X. We're rocking and rolling until 6 o'clock, talking all the news in Cardinal sports and plenty of nonsense. And I say that because we've got Trevor Kelsey back today. It was mostly Cardinal sports talk on Thursday and Friday. We were short short on nonsense. That will not be a problem today. TK is back. Uh, We want to hear from him. We want to hear from you. The best way to make that happen, you know it. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Text in your thoughts, whatever's on your mind today. We'll take anything and everything. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got concerns, if you've got topic ideas, we'll be taking those until 6 o'clock. TK, you're back. You're not looking rested. You're looking a little rough, if I'm being quite frank. I'm feeling a little rough. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I didn't even have to ask. I could tell. It's going to be a, a rough three hours for you, but well, you're still glowing. It's What's going to be is <laughs> when, when it's rough like this, it's, the filter is completely off. It is in that I get a little bit worried. You and me both. On these days. This is one of those days I'll wake up. I'll, I'll just kind of like have like this like moment at like two in the morning later on and be like, did I really say did that? Did I really say that? Yeah. Oh, crap. That's, that's how the show goes. Uh, you were out on Thursday and Friday. We had Matt McGavick over at the OG studio. It was a nice three hours of sports talk. We were dealing with storms. The you baseball what, game was postponed. You nothing with sports for three hours. I, hey. What the bleep is that? It's the most versatile show in Louisville. Sometimes we talk sports, sometimes we don't. I mean, is that is that like a novel concept? Like, who talks sports for three hours on a sports show? I know. Uh, it's look. Sometimes you get astray. Every now and then, you have one of those bizarro episodes that feels like a one-off in the middle of a series, and you're like, "Well, it kind of worked, but it was it wasn't really true to the show." Speaking That's kind of how last week was. Speaking I think what maybe a one-off is. I guess we lost our intern. Uh yeah, Jacob didn't show up on Thursday or Friday. Well, now Thursday he texted me and okay. said he wasn't gonna make it. Okay. And he, he sent me this at like two something. I can't remember. Maybe it was one something. I forget. I don't know. Maybe he pulled up to the OG studio and was like, I'm, there's no way I'm going exactly. in there. I'm not even getting paid. I think I'm paying for a toll fee to go across the bridge to these people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to pay $8 to go sit and listen to these smucks talk about God knows what. Yeah. Make fun of me. Screw that. So I, I let that one slide. So then Friday I didn't hear from him. I thought, well, maybe he came in. 
but I guess he didn't. Did not make it over there. And today I was like, maybe you'll sh- maybe you'll show up today. I-, I could this is the day I could pawn up a segment or two on him. I could see he rocked the the Justin Thomas shirt on Wednesday. Justin Thomas wins the PGA Championship. Yeah, that's and funny. now he's not here to celebrate. That's another reason. I, maybe he's down. Maybe where, where was the PGA? It was in Tulsa, right? Tulsa, correct. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot believe you knew that. I can't believe Tulsa got something. I would have put <laughs> I would have put twenty to one on you not knowing where the PGA was. Yeah, you listen to it. You, you hear enough uh, sports uh, sports center updates on the satellite radio. I guess that's true. You, you, you kind of get the hang of it. Well, you missed that, and then on Friday we had Keith Wynn uh, over there at the OG studio. And while we're on air, like oh, best, this is awesome. Best case scenario for Keith to be over there. This I was mean, my birthday gift to Kim, uh, Keith, by the way. I'm so Kim. Since you have the same birthday, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is this is me giving me giving my gift to him. I mean, this guy has been talking about Jermaine Lole nonstop for the last three weeks. He's written like seventeen thousand words in this guy. I mean, and then it breaks while we're on air that he's committed to Louisville. I mean, Keith was six to midnight the entire show. You just broke the news to me that it's pronounced Lole. It, it, well, I didn't. I was, I thought it was just we Lowell. talked about it two weeks ago. Like, we both called him Lol the entire <laughs> I mean, I time. Was just Lol. You just said that. I'm like, well, I just got pre- you got breaking news on Fridays that I kind of, and now I just got it again. There it is. We've got Jermaine Lole. We're excited about that. We've got big baseball news to talk about. I also noticed that we haven't been in the studio since last Wednesday. I see there are two notes written. Uh oh. One says stop moving. I don't know if that's directed at us or something we're doing here what would we be moving no idea i i move the mic over to my seat where i sit every yeah. single day that's about it and the other one says uh, the seats maybe i mean the other one says peonies stop ants <laughs> those are types of flowers <laughs> that apparently keep ants away P- so, you know it's probably uh, p- uh pest and, and insect control but he starts with insect starts with an eye doesn't it what <laughs> peony peonies are, are flowers Oh, they're also. They could be stand for like pest and something. Uh, well, no, it's it's not the way it's pronounced. It's not the way it's spelled. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> I'm just having my wordle today. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, did you know this gamer was the word the other day? I did, and uh, it took me only four. I was so disappointed. Um, uh, so I don't, so clearly we're moving stuff, and we have an ant problem. I guess. Well, the, in the, the, the ant should not be a problem. As I sit here and look at my double roast beef halfway open and. I'm eating it between breaks. The RB Street continues. The RB Street's continuing. We'll get into that here. I'm sure today is a saw on Twitter. There's news. But uh yeah, but I, Troy told me like last week they had the like the insect guy was in here. Because when I was walking in, he saw me. He gave me a hug. Told me to thank for putting his kids through kids. No. His kids in college. He's like, Thank you, man. You're getting extra work you're bringing me, buddy. I'm like, You're welcome, man. I don't see uh Texas ants love peonies. Well, which is it? What is peonies? A, Pe- a peony is a flower. How do you know that? I, it, it's a flower. It's not a random flower. It's not like a rose or a tulip or anything. It's like I think peonies are are fairly well known. I mean, it took me a minute to start realizing you weren't talking about the bank. Uh, peonies are, I think, are are fairly well known flowers. No, they're not. No, like, no. Like if you go up to like do we do the Family Feud survey at, at the mall? They're t- they're a tier two flower. And you ask people to name a, name 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 your, name a flower. I bet they would be not one through five, but five through ten. I don't know if you asked a hundred people, you get one peony. I, I don't think that's true. If you ask people to name ten flowers, I think you would have more than one out of a hundred people saying peonies in their top ten. I mean, how many people can name ten flowers? I, I mean, I probably can't get to ten. I mean, I don't know if I could get to ten and peony. I'm sure it wasn't one of them. I, I might mean, be able to get to ten. I mean, tulips. Okay, we don't need to do. Does it. weeds count as a flower? Sure. 
depending on what style. Sure. <laughs> I've missed this. Um, <laughs> Is this the kind of conversation you had on Friday? No. We also should note right off the top that the Reds uh, did not get swept by the Blue Jays. Uh, no. I'm sorry. You were, you were ready to celebrate. I am shocked you did not rub this in my nose yesterday. I, did, well, I didn't rub it in your nose because I really wasn't paying any attention. I didn't, well, because I, it was by the time I saw the score, it was much later in the evening. And I was because like, we were getting, and I don't know if you know this or if you approve, we did not seek your approval beforehand. We got your son, a.k.a. my son, uh, baptized yesterday. So, uh, oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> you, you were on the short list for Godfather. You did not get the call. Back, back, back up. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Come on, on. I did not approve this. Who, well, who gave you the right to, to to shove my son's head underwater for for seconds at a time? Breaking news. And who? And who's well, that's it? not how it works either. So, and how you, and you put the? Don't you dunk them? No, you don't dunk them. They they like rub. They pour water on the back of his head. Well, that's not a baptism. That's just like he a, basically. You'll be proud of this though. That's like compare. That's like what what you call when you get sprinkled with water after the beach a shower. Well, it's not an actual shower. That's just. You know how I think he might be actually your son. The kids slept through the whole thing. Well, <laughs> ironically, so did I on my own baptism. Woke up. <laughs> woke up for a split made it second. Very difficult for the priest to get me back up. <laughs> woke up for a split second on water pour number three. Right back down. Anointing of the oils all over his head, all over his face. Didn't care. Slept the entire time. I don't think that's real baptism. I think you got. I think you have to. I think you got to do the holding, the, the the holding of the nose and dipping of the head under. How many baptisms have you been to? Well, my own. They do it like every month at church. They're, that's not how. Why it's are done. they doing it every month? That's how, because that's how baptisms work. That's why. Because I, my, I had some text yesterday about. So it's funny you bring up baptism because she did some kind of baptism thing yesterday as well, and she's like, "Oh, I saw in my church they're giving away like free T-shirts and shorts if you come in and do a baptism." Like what? What are we doing? Like a Memorial Day giveaway for baptisms what over is here? This? Anyways, um, well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but back, back to, back to my son. What am I supposed to do with that? I know. Yeah. I'll let the listeners think about that one for a second, but, but I, I don't know if that can, I, I'm, I'm, I can debate whether that's a true baptism or not. I mean, maybe we need to get Troy or one of the other, somebody else in here to, 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 to confirm this, but I believe there has to be a full, like. Face, head, underwater thing. Because that's what you're doing. You're like, aren't you like washing your sins? Well, that's what Baptists do. That's not, not, what, not to that's mention not what washing your sins. My son, well, no, he is my son. <laughs> At this age, he probably has sins. So yeah. you're probably good doing that anyway. And, and who is the God? I, I'm assuming I didn't get my like little Godfather card. You are on the Don't short list. Don't you have to an application or something? No. Is there like a credit approval? No, it's not, it's not <laughs> how it works. Because <laughs> my credit score is pretty crappy. You have a tenuous grasp on the, the, the <laughs> baptismal process here. I mean, I've been baptized. Good. Uh, I did. I mean, it was kind of just a birthday gift to my grandmother, which I'm sure Jesus loves. Sure, but. yeah. Hey, <laughs> however they get you in there, they don't care. They He's just like, want, I didn't get anything. <laughs> they just want you in there. We don't want to exclude you, but we love to exclude you. So who, um, who, who's, who's, who will I be bumping off the, the uh, Godfather list? My soon? sister-in-law and brother-in-law, Kaylee and Todd, are, are the Godfather. Well, they can't be trusted. Well, they did a great job on Saturday. Wait, or say, yesterday. you say sister-in-law and brother-in-law? Yeah, they're the Godparents. Well, wait a minute. Which one's your sister? Which one's your sister? Mary's one? sister and her husband. So sister-in-law and her family. husband. family. It's family. That's like family adjacent. Okay. That's like, no, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> At least there could have been like some blood related in there. How are you more family than, than, than sister-in-law and her husband? He's my kid. Well, okay. <laughs> in that respect, okay. But I'm not happy with that. I mean, I, just, just, I, mean, I don't know what to do now. Joey Votto, I mean, that was... Pretty appropriate. Joy Votto to win the game on when he's going to be coming to the Blue Jays. He'll be eventually. back there. Yeah. He'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah, about but him. not getting the sweep. I mean, just, 
finding out that my son got a fake baptism. I don't even get to be the godfather of it. And well, look, we had a fantastic uh, time. I'm sure it was. Was it the whole day Sunday thing, or did you do it on Saturday? Sunday. We did it. Uh, we did so the the priest who's act. He's, I don't know how this works. The priest from Mary's hometown is like on loan. I guess is the, like let's use the soccer term. At St. Bernadette out there. Is he used for the speedy, quick baptisms that my aunt went to? <laughs> Nothing quick about it. It's like uh, a Mike's car Out at Prospect. So we went to the, the normal church of St. Bernadette, and then he agreed to do like a uh, private baptism afterwards. So it was like a double feature to use it, to put it in terms that you will will appreciate. Um, nice little. So there was a baptism before yours? It was like seeing the big blockbuster and then like a nice little indie film afterwards that was nice. Um, <laughs> Did you turn your kid the baptism into indie film, like black and white? Pretty much. Right, and it says Finn. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing some song from some music group that nobody's ever heard of. Don't cry for Yeah. What's the point of anything? <laughs> like a rose just withering away. What's the point of the water? What's the point of the host? What's the point of anything, really? The water beats down like the sins of my past. Except in this indie film, like the my daughter and her her cousin are just like screaming and like just talking loudly about their toys in the background the entire time. Yeah. And the, the priest, Father Pepper, God love him, just doesn't care. He's, he's Wait, like, no, his name's Father Pepper. Father Pepper, he's awesome. Okay. He speaks in a very monotone voice, but he's very nice and like he has to be because you're making this up now. I swear. He's got, like, so Mar- uh, Virginia's reading a book called, she has these, like, tiny mini books that she just loves. She brings them everywhere. She reads them. That's and good. one of them's called Take a Breath. And she's, like, she's been reading it the entire weekend. And he says the words Take a Breath multiple times. And I can, I can tell. Like, she's three rows behind. <laughs> and I'm like, here we go. And she's like, just like my mini book. That's like my mini book. I'm like, oh, my God. Here we go. Like, every time he says it. And then she's, like, tap dancing on the, like, the up at the altar, like, when we get up there on the hardwood floor. I'm like, this is – she keeps talking about Cheez-Its. Um, like, when he <laughs> says Jesus, it was just, like, something out of a movie. She said Jesus. She said Cheez-Its. She said, yeah. <laughs> she wanted Cheez-Its. And then every time she heard him say Jesus, she was like, Cheez-Its. I was like, well, this is this is great. This is how we're welcoming John into the, the Catholic faith. But She's been baptized, correct? She has. Who's her godparents? Um we have, a, you know, progressive family. I mean, I'm okay on this one. My side. sister and then Mary's other sister are the godparents. I didn't know you then. So I, I, no, I, that's okay. No, Virginia's fine. That's all right. So, I mean, you don't have like a like it's not a, a married couple. It's just like two random like relatives. They don't have to be married. Like my godparents weren't are a married couple. Because you can just pick so you can just pick random people at will. And you can pick whoever you want. Is there a minimum order on on godparents? No, I mean we went with two women. That's fine. No, no, I mean just not 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 genders, but like what I'm getting at is like you pick you know you pick those strangers to be my son's godparents. Yeah, you know, and can I be on there too? Can I make a third godparent? Why not? I mean, I guess you want. If you, I mean, you can't, I mean, unofficially, you're, you're being progressive. I mean, you've got two ladies, grandparents. I mean, godparents. Why can't you? Look, have you're like not a, weaseling your way into God's I, I can't be like. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong? I mean, let's be open minded here. I mean, there's there's open marriages. I mean, I could be throwing in there, you know, as, as a third godfather. If something happens to Kaylee and Todd, we'll put you on the short list. This is like the the episode. Hey, of, I got bumper a dude named Todd. Love Todd. Todd Walker's his name, like the baseball player. <laughs> the this is like the episode of South Park where Cartman's like conspiring to like hide butters in a closet, or like because like, he wants to go to Casa Bonita. Oh, no, that's great. He hides them in the. Uh, he starts singing the Chicago Makes up, song. Makes up like it's a meteor hitting the earth. Yeah, yeah that's that's you right now. He, he sings inspiration by Chicago over and over, which is the best part. One of my favorite parts of that episode. Just plotting your your way in there. If you leave me now, you take away the biggest part of me. It's actually said Mike got to talk more sports in the last two days last week than he had gotten to talk in the last two months. <laughs> 
well, I mean, what, 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 he won't talk the Reds with me. But I don't really want to talk much Blue Jays. We've been playing. Same thing also, can we stop with the Trevor as the father of your son thing? It's kind of an insult to Mary, isn't it? Sorry, Trevor. No. <laughs> I mean, it is to her, but to brag to me. It's like uh, one of the few accomplishments I have. I put it on my freaking resume. You also didn't get to talk. I, I met, I, we're acting like I talked straight sports the last Thursday and Friday. We did get to talk about the murder for hire plot, which I don't know if you've seen. I saw. I, <laughs> it's funny because I saw you tweet that. And I brought it to my buddy, and he was like, yeah, did you see the details? I was like, actually, no, because I clicked on it, and it was like, you have to be a subscriber. Okay, for sorry. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, you know what? The headline told me enough. You know, it's Clearly, don't go to this woman's, uh, is it a dentist or a doctor, I guess? She's you a pediatrician. A pediatrician, even better. So, <laughs> so Keith, on air, his kids have been going to, to her for 11 years. Wow. And then, I mean, how mad was she at the ex? Was it ex husband or current husband? Ex husband. Ex husband. Okay. This weekend, Keith, like kids, go to have a birthday party, friend's birthday party, and attending, <laughs> attending the birthday party, is the FBI agent who arrested the pediatrician of his kids. What was he? He's like, well, <laughs> what was he? Do- what was he doing there? Was he? Do- was the kids at the party? I guess. Apparently, <laughs> I was like, this is Louisville. This is this is prospect. Wow! 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 Was you know, hunting down your mom, our kids became friends, so now I'm here. It's the lifetime plot. <laughs> I was like, Keith, get ready. Somebody's going to play you in this lifetime movie. It's going to be fantastic. They may need to, to be interviewed for Dateline or something. Texas, out of all the U of L media people, who would be the person to hire a hitman? Is it Jeff Greer? <laughs> it's probably Trevor. No. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm lazy enough to do it. But I don't know if I can be mad at somebody enough to do it. You do DoorDash five times a week, <laughs> yeah, no, which is hiring a hitman is the DoorDash of murder. <laughs> I want where does where does one find a hitman locally? We talked about this on Friday too. I, don't, I would have no idea what I'm like Reddit. I mean, that's what I'm like they took out Backpage and Craigslist. Like, Craigslist is still around, right? How do you get to the dark web? No I, idea. I have. I'm that guy that Google's. How do you get to the dark web? That's what I said on Friday. I was, I was like, I would Google it, setting off all sorts of red flags. Because you know, I have Googled it before. Like, how does one find the dark web? Because like, I, 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 I'd love to know this a little bit. Probably I shouldn't know, but I don't want to know. I probably don't need because you know. hear that fact. Like, you know, ninety percent of the internet is uh, is the dark web. It's inaccessible. I'm like, well, how do all these people know how to get there? Then like, I want to know what's in that. If I'm only seeing ten percent of this, I want to know what the rest looks like. Are there people that I know that secretly are accessing the dark web that I just don't know about? <laughs> Is this is this a thing? I've got no idea. When I mean, you put up like a little flyer, like one of those things where you take the little sticker off, like and you need someone to kill Max husband, call this number. Like right next to like you used to bike for sale. I was telling the story <laughs> to my buddies, and like uh, one of them was like, "Tell me she at least made the payment in like cryptocurrency or like something that couldn't be traced." And I was like, "Oh no no no! She put thirty five hundred dollars in the Dropbox outside of her office in Prospect." <laughs> I would have been the only thing would have been better with Venmo. <laughs> yeah, with like knife emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Texas, the plot for Clue. <laughs> Texas says Tim Sullivan would definitely hire Hitman. I don't know. So, uh, I think Sully would just do it himself. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Rick and Eric would both do it themselves. Oh, I mean, Rick Posey looks like a Hitman. I don't think Eric would. You don't think he would? No. He'd get. You think he'd? I think he'd go Hitman. Think he'd go Hitman? Yeah. You'd go Hitman. No, you no you you, know, you yeah you would hire Hitman. You wouldn't do it yourself. I wouldn't trust myself. No. I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd screw something up. I wouldn't even hire a professional hitman. I'm the one that like probably go to like the the Golden Nugget or something around the corner from here and like try to find the drunkest dude that would like do it for fifty bucks. There's no way I would get away with murder. Zero no, chance. I, no. Zero chance. I would. I mean, I granted I've seen a lot of SVU episodes, but did you watch the clip that somebody tagged you in uh, of SVU? 
No, on Twitter or on Facebook. The amount of people who tag me and stuff who are like, hey, can you get Trevor's thoughts on this is kind of disgusting. They don't tag me. This person did. This was like four or five days ago. It was oh, a great I... TikTok clip of a guy playing a... Um, I don't think I saw that. A, a female strip club owner on an episode of SVU. He did a fantastic impression. You, oh don't watch it now. Watch it during well, the Well, yeah. I mean, I do want to look that up. Yeah, that is... Uh, and I did see another... Someone else brought my attention of another tag on Twitter today, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll a, get that. Can, we can tease that for later. Um, people... I don't want. I don't really want to know how to access the dark web. I, I, I do. The te- like well, was- look. Don't look at the text line now. The text line is going to get us all flagged. The text line is going to send. I, I don't know if this is a real thing. Texters. Is it like a dot com? Like is there a www? No. <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. I don't want to know. I don't. I, ignorance is bliss for me. In I this personally kind of want to do. I mean, I was just so excited when I found like certain sites that were free online, regular websites. I don't. You missed a lot of good stuff on Thursday and Friday. You missed the Jimbo Saban stuff. You missed. Oh, now that one I was very I know. upset about. It was a bad day for you to be off. This was. Like, because that was kind of like your Super Bowl. I mean, that was just, I mean, when I first saw that, I guess Thursday morning, I was like, this is just beautiful. Like, I, I mean, this is just, this is the sports like equivalent of like Arby's double roast beefs to me. Like, just, just feed them to me nonstop. I was sad you didn't get to get, because you hate Jimbo Fisher. I mean, I do. I despise You him. hate him. And I love the fact that he's just so cocky acting from his pedestal that he's on. Looking apparently somehow down on Nick Saban. I mean, Nick Saban trying to look down on anybody else. Then here comes Deion Sanders like, I'm an innocent dude. I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, like it's basically the Super Bowl of narcissism. It's a three-way, like, just like people who have no business talking about the things they're talking about, but I love it because they're going after one another. I mean, the, the new Affleck commercials are going to be gold. I mean, just I can just hear now these things like <laughs> Deion Sanders. Well, we've been struggling, Affleck. <laughs> we'll get our recruits a million dollars without ever showing here. Affleck. I mean, I love the that ducks, you have- the ducks between the two breaking them up. <laughs> what a world that we have recruits from Jackson State calling out Nick Saban. This, this is the world we live in now. It's wonderful. Scooter Dingus, by the way, says Trevor would hire the hitman from Horrible Bosses. Oh, I'm trying to remember who played the hitman from Horrible Bosses. I remember that. Yeah. I remember them sitting at like the, the shady bar and him like giving them crap and I can't literally remember who played the character it's been as long as I've seen the movie the amount of people because the text line we've got more people I know that pediatrician personally there was a lot like apparently I knew everybody who knows like I know attorneys involved in this case that I d- didn't know were involved before it <laughs> I've heard more details about this that I would care to know like somehow everybody knows both these people and there are vastly different stories about all this like this it really to, is going to wind up being a movie does anyone know the hitman that's who I want to talk to well there was no hitman oh uh, she hired. She mistakenly. She, this person was like us, trying to hire oh, again, a hitman. Again, I always saw the head, the headlines. So no, no, she me in. She tried to hire a hitman. It was an undercover FBI agent. That's how she got arrested. So this is the plot for whole nine yards. Basically, yeah. She like it happened very quickly. Like she, Did she hired Bruce Willis. <laughs> she, she tried to hire like a, a hitman on May fifteenth. She made contact and agreed to the deal on May eighteenth. She made the payment on May nineteenth. She was arrested on May twentieth. Boom, done. And how much was how much was the man's life worth? This was this this was the thing that that I couldn't stop thinking about. The agreement was for seven thousand dollars. She would pay. I, that's what I said. She paid thirty five hundred dollars up front, and then she was going to pay thirty five hundred dollars after it was done. I, again, being somebody who is naive to the world of hired murder, I thought six figures. To, to take well, somebody's life, to make sure it's done right, to, to hire. Although, like like we're, Keith and I were talking about on Friday, you have this notion. This is sort of this is something you can relate to. When you talk about hitmen, you think like movies. Like there's oh, a I mean, there's somebody who has been the best killer in the history of the Navy SEALs who now was discarded under ominous terms. And now he spends his days hanging out in dark corners of bars, smoking cigarettes, waiting for somebody to approach him with a job. And like he's got an unusual set of skills. And the reality is 
most people is who try to hire six <laughs> exactly like most people who try to hire somebody they've got no idea what they're doing they you know find their buddy's friend who like used to sell pot and be like hey do you know anybody who might want to kill somebody for some money and like that's the way it happens i mean pr- pretty much yeah which is how i would end up doing it no this is the this girl's that one's a doctor too come on have a little more sense than this yeah, seven cats. i mean seven th- that should have been like your first like you know, kind of like you get that knock on the door, and you're like, "Hey, I'm so and so with lawn care. I'll I'll do all your lawn work for like fifteen dollars," and you're like, "Okay." And then they get like you give them the money, and they do like they pick up one leave and they bounce. Right. I mean, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And seven grand to, to off someone's probably got to be thinking, "All right, this is this is either a setup or I'm going to be taken or." Yeah, I'm just—it's too good to be. You you couldn't have found that, no. Exactly. I mean, what did I wonder what he did? You had the article, right? What I mean, what were some of the details? I I don't think that's. It was basically just. Did he talk her out of betting on Rich Strike as a derby? No, there was a. Essentially, they got divorced. There was a custody battle. She lost it. He won. Oh wow! And that's at the the center of this whole thing. How does the pediatrician who apparently works in Prospect lose a custody battle? That's not good. Well, that's that makes. That makes me worried right there. To that's where with. that's where all the rumors are swirling now. The rumors about him, rumors about her, rumors about. I mean, you got to be, got to be, you got to be pretty bad to, for the, the the lady in the relationship to lose the custody battle. Texas, I'm an equal opportunity employer. I would hire a hit woman. Yeah, I would too. There you go. Yes. Texas says six figs. Who's your murder guy? You're paying way too much for murder. Again, I don't <laughs> know. I, I I I don't know what I'm doing here. This is why I'm not hiring anybody to murder anybody. But then you got to hire somebody to murder the murderer because you got to talk on you, and then yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it's a horror deal. You got to get new lighting and new carpeting. I get new friends. I can grow a mustache. I can get murder hitman friends. It's just, that's, no, no, it's too much. Texas says I know Jacob, and he said he couldn't handle being with Trevor and his smells and noises. He left the studio Wednesday visibly shaken. <laughs> he's just not even living in little boy. We went back to UK. He's, he's done. He's out of radio altogether. He moved out. All right, we've done nonsense <laughs> for a full segment. Let's come back. Let's talk about the baseball team. Uh, locking up another Atlantic Division title. We'll get Just to enough. that. Uh, I will take the texture message, this um, Fisk bomb that's out there about the NCAA. We'll talk about that. We've got ish, uh, new Louisville football recruiting news that's more exciting. Uh, Texas, is there any basketball news? No, but we can still talk about stuff. We're going to do all of that. I promise. Coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here. 1450-961, The Big X. We'll be right back after this. In Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, rolling strong here as we successfully talked like no sports in the first segment. That's how you know Trevor's back. No, we we talked. We brought up um uh um crap. I don't, I'm about to come lol, and I know it's not lol. Oh, Jermaine Lole. Lole, yeah. We brought up the news that happened on Friday when we were recapping what you missed on Friday. We didn't get to actual any, any actual sports. Um, Did I miss anything this weekend? I mean, the NBA was not bad. I mean, yesterday I think they the big story. You were talking about you were just driving through Tulsa at one point. 
Yeah. PJ Championship. Yeah. Joe, Local uh, boy. Yeah. I'm just calling Joe Thomas. <laughs> Justin Thomas. You're uh second PJ Championship. You're a former protege. The man that was once uh cut in line and not wouldn't but the TJ Walker Easy. wouldn't let skip in line at St. X in the cafeteria. Oh really? Yeah, he was like, no, get to the back of the line, buddy. Connor Shea of uh Card Chronicle fame. His locker was next to him for three years at, at uh, St. X. Yeah. I mean they're, they're locker buddies. I'm not gonna say go Tigers, but was it was it, was it an impressive? I saw um, speaking of Tiger. Her Tiger uh, pooped the bed big time at the at this place. Well, he didn't finish the tournament. That's pretty much pooping the bed. Yeah, you can't. That's that's pretty that's a big flaming turd inside the middle of the mattress there. Uh, so so Thomas was it a, was an impressive win? This is what I, need, I thought. In, Did you not watch at all or hear? No, at all? no. So this is why I wanted intern. I thought intern Jake could come in here. Yeah, Jacob could help. And I today. could I could put him on the board for a segment. I could go and pitch my Arby's, maybe smoke a cigarette. You know, obviously a little rough today. I could give him a whole segment to talk about golf with you, but he already quit on us, so that's okay. Now, just he was seven back. He had a horrible Saturday. He was seven shots back on Sunday. Seemed like it was just a way out. He made a late charge, and he, keep in mind, like he's playing in the I think the third to last group, so he's he's going to post a score and then just has to hope that everybody behind him kind of falls apart a little bit. He leaves a couple out there actually. Had a, a relatively makeable putt on 18 that would have gotten to six under missed it and you're kind of thinking well that was it and he ends up being tied with will zalatoris the young man from wake forest his second year on tour they both are five under the the leader is mito Pereira, this guy from chile who has been leading dominating since friday like full control has been unshakable unflappable makes every par save you need to make he goes the last hole just needs to make par to win this tournament he's six under the leaders in the clubhouse are five under and what does he do? Puts the drive in the drink. Hits the drive in the water. Oh, no. Takes a penalty stroke. Hits his third shot over the green. So now he needs to get up and down to make bogey and, and get in this playoff. Hits a terrible chip. He didn't do a Roy where he just like just kept dropping the ball. I'm like, I'm going to get this. It felt like it, it was bad. I, I felt bad for him after a while. He ends up making double bogey on 18 and then doesn't even get to play in the playoff. So it ends up being Justin Thomas versus uh, Will Zalatoris in a three-hole playoff to win the PGA. Thomas goes two under through the three holes. Uh, Zalatoris goes one under. Justin Thomas wins the PGA Championship. I don't understand that. It was uh, – I felt so bad. So the other guy – so the Wake Forest guy kind of folded as well, right? He, no, he, he played had, fine. Justin Thomas just – so the, the, the second hole was a, it's a short par four. They, they played the whole 17 uh, as the second hole of the playoff, and Thomas drives the green, like hits a incredible drive right over the bunker, has an eagle putt, ends up you know two-putting for birdie, and Zalatoris is a – incredible ball striker he does not have that shot in his bag so that's the difference right there like he played with him he just justin thomas just hit a crazy shot on 17 that's just the difference between people that were are from Louisville and people that went to wake forest exactly that's hey no clock operator to help Zalatoris I don't, I don't on that even, one i don't even know where Alatoris is from or whatever well, who cares he played a wake forest, <laughs> wake forest yeah. clock operator couldn't save him no problem <laughs> nope nope but props to jt second pga championship it was a i watched more of second. that yeah, he won a, a few years ago. I, that was the probably the most I've watched of a golf tournament, just because after the the baptism, we went to my parents' house, so we could just have golf on in the background. And you know, I've got relatives that can hang out with my kids. I wonder if my kid was sleeping; he had golf on. Yeah, he was loving it. He was all into it. And then we came home and watched the end of it. It was a uh, it was a really really entertaining Sunday, That's which funny. was nice. We haven't had like a really good finish in a major in a long time. I love that. It's the most you've watched of a golf in a long time. It's the most I've listened about golf in a long time. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of an even trade. JT. Now, is JT? Is that you said second PGA? What are the of the four majors? And I can name them if you like. Uh, Prove it. Crap. Uh, the PJ Championship. Yep. The British Open. Correct. The U.S. Open. Correct. And the uh, Master. You got him. 
And the Masters, by the way, started in 1932, 1936? I think it was 1930, wasn't it? 30, maybe, yeah. yeah. And the British Open's the oldest from like 18, 1850s. Yeah, British Open's been on since like 1700. Yeah, no, it was 18, I think. So. But anyway, nonetheless. Uh, so has he won, does he, of the four, is, is he missing any of those? Well, yeah, all of them besides the PGA. He's oh, won two PGAs. Crap. He's, well, that backfired on me, JT. Come on. He's very young. Can he trade one of these PGAs for something else? No, like do three PGAs equal one US? No, I mean he's twenty nine years old. He's got he's got plenty of time. He'll get. No, there. he's not twenty nine. That's when was Tiger when he fell off the cliff? I mean mid thirties, right? No, he was. But uh, Tiger also that was self inflicted. Like Tiger. Well, no, he. I mean, you, you can cl- you can blame you know the misses for beating him up with the golf club or maybe using too much energy well, at the park it on a lunch break. But, but that wasn't the only thing. Like the whole like the Navy SEAL stuff, like torturing his body. Like he did a lot of weird stuff that I think threw Navy him out. Navy SEAL stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you can Google it. Like, <laughs> what is he under siege? Is he like <laughs> Tiger's out there guy? Like, he did a lot of stuff. I think, I think after, I his, that. after his dad died, he had a little bit of a breakdown and it, it took a toll on his body. Okay. But he, um, what, he in mid 30s, though, when it, when he, when he kind of fell off? Uh, it was around 40. Yeah. It was close to 40. Okay. I forget. I forget his age. Well, I guess, yeah, because it was 2008, 2009 is when he started fading. Right. And he came in in 97, right? 96. So. Well, yeah. So I guess it was probably thirties. It was yeah, because and he was and he was like twenty when he came into the the, the pros. He's twenty one when he won the Masters in ninety seven. I think. Yeah, so he'd be, he'd be mid thirties. He had thirty four, thirty five when he started fading. Yeah, but I, that, I'm just saying. I, I'm you know, I'm not trying to sound like you know. But that's a rarity. Not trying to do my cousin me too much, but my biological clock is ticking there. JT, no, we got to get a Masters. He's got plenty of time. We got to get a U.S. We got to get a British. We don't want him to play the shark. My man Greg Norman. If you take care of your body. You'll be fine. Um, I mean, look at Phil. Phil won the PGA last year at 50, and then now he's taking Saudi Arabian money to not play in major tournaments in America anymore. <laughs> that could be you in uh, in 21 years, JT. Speaking of taking care of one's body, uh, I can relate to it. Uh, I saw the p- great pictures of uh, my man John Daly at the, uh, I guess, hanging out at casinos. And, and Hooters. After, and Hooters after firing and, a 72 I don't on, remember who on did the Thursday. Tweet and they took the picture of him, and they were like, in 18 holes, he's had like 62 Diet Cokes. 14 packs, two packs of cigarettes, and 0.0 water. It's, no, it was it's true. That like, was that was oh, that was that wasn't a joke. Not a joke. Like he doesn't drink water. He had during his like like it's a thing. Like they'll track him. They used to do this back in the day too. Even when he was in his prime, he had. Well, what, if you have a, you need to watch term. the thirty for thirty on daily. Like the uh, yeah, no, because I need to. Like this is a big thing. Like he doesn't drink water. He just drinks Coke. Like the Diet Coke. I mean, I can relate to that. So during his round, I think on Thursday, where he shot seventy two, like he was at one point, he was the the leader on the course. He, he was two under. He had, I think, fourteen Diet Cokes, six full packs of peanut M and M's. I think he smoked twelve cigarettes. Like it was. And how many holes? Eighteen. Eighteen holes. Yeah. That's says yeah about a cigarette hole. Zero about. water. No water. I mean, that's, I'm not a big peanut M and M. More of a peanut butter M and M guy myself, but. And yet I'm having health problems. Like, <laughs> yeah. I look at stuff like that and I'm like, well. You look at me. It doesn't, it does not feel fair. me and John Daly just like roaming around. I have to completely change my lifestyle because this damn thing. And then hey, Daly's it's like 60 years old having six packs of M&M's. Yeah, we need to keep old. you alive to change up the better than our rascals when the diabetes takes our feet in 10 years. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Louisville baseball. Yes. Cards over the weekend. They take two of three from Virginia. It was a long time to get to the game on uh, Thursday. They ended up playing it like they finished at 1 a.m. Win that. Friday does not go well. They Barely fall behind got it on the air anyway. Yeah, they, they fall behind by a touchdown. They, they make a late charge. They score some some runs, but it was kind of the the classic, the dangerous Louisville baseball thing where you lose like sixteen to nine, and then they bounce back on Saturday. They win, and not only do they win, but Notre Dame loses, which means 
The Cardinals have claimed their fifth Atlantic Division title in seven years as a member of the conference. Of course, 2020 got wiped away because of COVID. So we they would have won anyway. We would have won. I mean, that was the best team in the country. There's no question about it. Uh, but five division titles in seven years is unreal. Uh, Stephen Williams, who does the SID stuff for baseball, he pointed out, since Louisville joined the ACC in 2015, Cards have five division titles. No other team has more than two. The ACC has had divisions for 15 seasons. And Louisville's only been in the league for seven of those, less than half. And the Cards still have the third most division titles of any team in the ACC. It's when you go back to 2013, when it was when we knew we were joining the ACC. You looked at all the programs that had been so successful in the Big East, so successful in you know, Conference USA before that, and I think that you thought of all those programs, the one who was going to take the the steepest step up in competition was going to be baseball because basketball obviously was great in the big East in both sports. Football was good enough, but baseball you're going from a conference in the big East. That was just like, whatever they were lucky to send two or three teams to the NCAA tournament every year to a conference in the ACC that's sending half the league every season. And it has teams that are supposed to be competing for national titles every season. I think you were kind of, we were at least in my, I I was open to the challenge knowing that we were, I mean, it wasn't like we were going in in 2006. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that anybody thought Louisville was going to, to fall flat on its face, but they're, yeah. but they're going from... We'll I mean, it was the, definitely a step up, yeah, in competition, it's a obviously. Huge yeah. step, but it was more of a step up for them than I think it was for any other of the athletic programs at UofL. Um, because every, every other program, like the Big East, where it fell really, really short was baseball, because it's not a Northeastern sport. No. The Big East was a bad baseball conference. There's no way around it. And you're going to the ACC, which is, on an annual basis, the first or second best conference in the entire country. It would be like going from the Atlantic 10 in basketball to the ACC in basketball. Like it was a gigantic step up. And I, I'm not saying anybody thought that Louisville was going to like flounder and go back to what they were before Dan McDonald got there, but they have dominated this conference. They have dominated yeah, the a, ACC I mean, yeah. more than any other. They've had more success in this conference than more than any other UofL program. Five titles in seven years. They've, I think they have like 60 more overall wins than this, the second next closest program over the last seven seasons. They've got more conference wins than any of the programs since they joined the ACC in 2015. It has not been like, not only have they not skipped a beat, they've gotten stronger since making the move to the ACC. And that is a testament to Dan McDonald and everything that he's done. And think about this year in particular, they're coming off of a, a down season last year. They had national title aspirations wiped away in 2020. They started the season unranked. Like there was no yeah. program love for Louisville baseball. There was no, Hey, you just, you know, doesn't matter who they're bringing back. Doesn't matter what they did last year. You put them in your preseason top twenty-five because there's Louisville baseball. They did not get that treatment going into the year, and now here they are. And now we're pissed. Everyone's top ten. They're going to be the two seed in this week's ACC tournament. They're certainly going to host a regional. They're probably going to be a top eight national seed. And Dan McDonald said uh, it, when he's talking to the media yesterday after they locked up the division title. I'm a little disappointed the program didn't get more respect in the preseason, but as for this specific team, we understood why. A lot of new faces, a lot of guys under the radar. Sometimes it's healthy to have that chip on your shoulder. He went on to talk about this week's conference tournament. He said, it's a goal of ours to win it. We've come close, but these types of tournaments, these are some of the best in the country. Literally, these 12 teams, 10 or 11, could be in the NCAAs, and any of them could end up winning the national title. Um, Michael Prosecki, the the closer who was named second team All-ACC today, said, we know the circumstances around uh, not winning a conference tournament championship yet. We haven't just been able to get it done. It would definitely be cool to add it to the resume. To get there, we have to focus on the first game. Uh, Louisville, number two seed this week. They're going to play 
11th seeded Pittsburgh at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, and then they're going to play Georgia Tech the next day, also at 11 a.m. Uh, Georgia Tech's the seventh seed. And Louisville, I mean, Pitt is the 11th seed. They, they're not a great team, but Louisville should have a chip on its shoulder. They went up there at the beginning of, this, of the conference play and got swept, and it was an embarrassing look. And I think that was when everybody started to worry about this team big picture-wise. We knew they would get better, but how much better could they really get if that was the, the best that they could give against a uh, Panther team they should have been o- able to overwhelm? So that'll be a little bit of a, you know, to use the the phrase that, that McDonald used, they'll have a chip on their shoulder going into that game. And pretty much all they need to do, they, they have to beat the winner of Georgia Tech, Pitt, who are going to play tomorrow if they want to advance. It, it's a weird thing. You get two games in a pool play. It's a three-team pool. So if you go 2-0, and you're automatically, like, there's no question did about I, it. Did I miss, did you say what happened with Georgia Tech in this regular season? Did we? They're the seventh seed. We didn't play them. We did I don't, not play I don't them, think. Okay. I don't um, remember hearing. That's why I'm asking. I didn't hear you say it either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we played them. I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty confident we didn't play them in a series. Um, Georgia Tech's usually pretty decent at baseball. Yeah, they're fine. They won national title. Um, which is saying something. Um, Garcia Parr went there. Yeah, we did not play them this year during the regular season. So, okay. it, so it's it's weird the way it works. Like U of L is in a spot where potentially they could play a meaningless game on Thursday. Let's say Georgia Tech beats Pitt, uh, or let's say Pitt beats Georgia Tech uh, tomorrow, and then Pitt, Pitt, Pitt beats Louisville on Wednesday. Louisville versus Georgia Tech on Thursday has no meaning. Was Georgia Tech the team we played last year who they brought in the freshman pitcher who was like six eight, like three hundred eighty pounds? I don't remember that. I mean, I'm exaggerating slightly, but he was like a, I mean, a freaking monster of a freshman pitcher, and they ended up beating us in like a close game. Was that the wild game where we, had, yeah, went back that, and forth? Because that ended up not. I think you're right. That, that it went 12 innings. Yeah, and it was the one that got cut off by uh, by Bally Sports, I believe. You're right because we had and to they, go. And they they had a bullpen. I think I tweeted something about it. I totally he, forgot about. He that. He was like six 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 seven, and he was like 260. I mean, I, I said three. I'm. But I'm not kidding when I say he was like two. He was like two six seven, two sixty. Because we a had to, monster. He's a freshman. We had to win the ACC tournament to to go to the the NCAA tournament last year, and we knew that going in. Yeah. And so we had to beat Georgia Tech to advance to the the semifinals and the, the knockout stages, if whatever you want to call it. And we lost that game. We were a big and blew it late, which was kind of a theme with last year's team. Um, so hey, hey, there you go. Chip on your shoulder for both games. Revenge yeah. game in both respects. We've lost four in a row combined to these two teams. We should be able to advance but again like we've talked about a couple of times in the, in the last few weeks conference tournaments in baseball especially in the the bigger conferences just don't matter all that much because you've got bigger picture concerns on your mind if you're louisville you'd love to win a conference tournament but you don't want to do it at the expense of weakening yourself for regional play next week if you have to, if you play four games sure but you're not going to throw jared poland you know twice in in five days just to win a conference championship because you know you need him for that first game in the regional play next weekend so it's a it's sort of a it's an interesting thing if you don't have to win to get in conference tournament let's be real it just doesn't really matter all that much again and i'm very very part of missed it for a second because i did look at my, te- uh, my okay phone. uh what's on the horizon once we get past these these uh, revenge games of georgia tech and pittsburgh well if you win so there are four pools of three teams is the way it works the four pool winners advance to the semifinals. So if Louisville wins its pool, they'll play then in the semifinals. Another three team pool. No, no, you, you, it's just straight tournament after that. Four teams, like a final four, semifinals. Oh, okay, these are three. Okay, four. Yeah, two semifinal games on uh, Friday, I believe, and then the championship game. Or no, two semifinal games on Saturday, and the championship it, game on Sunday. Does it recede in any way when no. you get through the pooling? So I think the winner of pool one, which is the top overall seed, Miami, plays the winner of pool four, which has the number four overall seed, yeah. and then the two and three. And who, who was the two? Who was the three? Is that Wake Forest? That's the I mean, Virginia. Virginia Tech. I don't have in front of me. 
I mean, I, cause I'm assuming Miami is number one. Number four is probably, I would think, somebody not because Virginia was two. Was, was Virginia, Virginia Tech. Or I guess Notre Dame would be three maybe because then you say we edged them out. I think I think Virginia Virginia had the third best overall record. Okay. So they should be the three seed. But, again, I don't that's have it in front of me. Well, in, unless they get upset in their little pod thing. That's, so we could be looking at a possible matchup with Virginia again from like this weekend. Correct. I mean, I can pull it up here, but I don't have yeah, it. In front that's of all right. Me. Thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, who did you, I mean, you didn't expect me to ask because why would I? I mean, I've never had before, right? <laughs> I've got to be ready for everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm the one that comes to be unprepared. That's why I ask all the questions. You should, I should have had yeah, to bracket up, but I had the. This is why you really, you really do need, need the intern to do like the, at least the, the research for you. I, I do. The, the, <laughs> the bracket's hard to follow. So I take it back. Virginia. You're telling me I'm lost here just since you described okay, it. Okay. <laughs> Virginia Tech is the number one seed. Oh. Okay. With Miami losing, they slipped all the way down to the three seed. Ooh, that's not good. We're the two seed, and then Notre Dame's the four seed, Virginia's the five seed. So we would theoretically play Miami, Miami in the semifinals, which is interesting because we're the two high, like highest-ranked teams yeah. in, the, in the overall polls, in the human polls, and most of the NCAA tournament projections has, have us as the two highest-seeded teams for the NCAA tournament. And we did not play Miami this regular season. We did not. not yeah, no, we avoided them because I remember we thought we the, you got mad at me because you told me about it numerous times at the blind score, and I kept asking about it. With what? I kept asking you about when we played Miami, and you were like, "I just told you." We oh yeah, that's play right. Miami. That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's and then Virginia the five seed. So we would yeah, Miami the other Wake Forest would be the other team from that pool that would be a concern. They're the six seed. We've played them a couple bring times. On Miami. Yeah, I'd bring, like to play Miami. Miami. Why not? Up. It'd be fun. We had, I mean. And then we could get revenge on Virginia Tech in the championship games. They just, just took two out of three. I mean, whomever, it doesn't matter in the championship game. That's irrelevant. Exactly. It's just, it's just, they're just, they're just nothing but a footnote on the history of our championship run. But we're feeling good outside of the starting pitching still being a little bit suspect mm. after Jared Poland. But Poland, hey, lights out. Uh, he was fantastic in his last uh, game against Virginia on Thursday night, starting and then having the delay and then pitching well. I mean, also, I mean, Louisville. Got solid pitching on uh, Saturday in their 11-3 win over Virginia. Um, they used a, a number of different pitchers, which may be their thing moving forward. They may have bull, uh, bullpen games. They started <clears> – <throat> I mean, the starter, uh, Tate Keener, only went four and a third innings. Carson Liggett picked up the win going two innings. They used four different guys. Prosecchi pitched for the second time in three days. Um, that could be their thing. I, I mean, I, I don't think that you're going to get a guy outside of Poland that you expect to pitch – past the fifth inning unless he's really rolling which we have not seen from any other starters so you're going to have like if Louisville's going to play deep into this tournament it's going to be with the bats there's no question about it yeah. if the bats fall asleep at the wrong time boom it lights out we just don't have the pitching this me, year it, it should and McGavin- pitching, pitching is like the defense the defense goes on the road offense is you always want to be, if you're like, when you look at the other offense or defense, you always rather be the defense team than the offense team. For sure, especially in the postseason, the, the yeah, way the exactly. baseball set up. And Matt McGavick was making a good point on Thursday. You know, you like Louisville's chances because the bats have been so consistent in regional and potentially super regional play. But if you get to Omaha, it's the least friendly hitters park in the sport. Like, like you, balls do not fly out of there. Every year, the team with the best pitching and the best defense is are the ones that advance the deepest in that tournament. And that's just not, we're good not us this year. though. We're good defense. We're not as good as we have been defensively. Okay. Even though Levi Usher, props to him today, Cardinal center fielder, named the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Just off that one catch. Uh, two. He's robbed two home runs in like the last month. And yet he, he robs home runs, but he just doesn't get caught stealing. 
He's fantastic. He's a great player. Uh, Louisville had arm hit, man. Louisville had <laughs> eight players named All ACC. That's the most of anybody uh, in the conference. And Usher picked up the individual distinction of being the defensive player of the year. Second Cardinal to do it. Devin Harrison was the first back in I think 2017. Is what I saw on the press release. The first time they announced that award. Is it weird that they have a defensive player of the year award in baseball? No, I think they should. I, I like mean, it. Like a Golden Glove. I mean, it's like a ultimate Golden Glove. Yeah, but it just feels like I, you don't hear that in. Regular major league, and, and yeah, well, and you give it, that, because of major league, they just give it to every position, though. That's true. And half the time, they don't even like really even care. Like, I mean, you, we've read. I'm sure you and me both have read where people are just like, I just fill in some name on Golden Glove. Like that's how it is for every. Award. I feel like the Golden Glove award is just kind of like it's something you can brag. It's almost like bragging about being on the Pro Bowl because because you know how with the cancellations and alternates, they'll have like nine Pro Bowl quarterbacks on just the AFC alone. But when it's all said and done. So it's like when someone says, like, oh, I'm a six-time Pro Bowler. I mean, not to downplay your NFL career, but it's like, yeah, whatever. Sean Moth was texting me trying to save me with the seedings. Too late, Sean. Be faster. Be faster. This is your fault. We need your help, Sean. This is your fault. Hour number two is on the way next. Uh, we'll get to some ha- more exciting notes on the football recruiting trail. Uh, I'm excited about it. You should be excited about it as well. I think I know what you're talking well. about, too. You should. Uh, we'll, we'll see if Trevor's right coming up after the break. Uh, 502-414-1450. We'll read your text from the Thornton Sex Line as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 The Big X. On your radar, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, this is the, this is the best Lenny Kravitz song ever made. I'm loving this. We wrote about Lisa Bidet. Oh, this is the way it started at four o'clock out right here. <laughs> we just had TJ Walker grace us with his presence in studio I mean, here. He walks in, cuts the cuts commercial, the promo, and just walks, like, fist pumps as he walks out. By the way, I've looking got, bronze as all get out. By the way, I, I didn't realize until I, I checked my email. I've got to cut that promo too. So. <laughs> Apparently, the promo we're talking about, guys. Are you tired of paying for overpriced sunglasses that can't, you lose or break in the first work week? Can't girls wear them too? I'm reading the, the script. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Duke and Rhodey's a little, little misogynistic. Take two. <laughs> hey, guys and girls. There we go. Are you tired of overpaying for sunglasses <laughs> that you break or lose in the first week? Not loose. Always two O's. Come on, guys. give me times I've lost or broken my sunglasses in the first week. It's time for you. To get some Shady Rays. Not just your nickname in high school. Shady Rays, they've got polarized shades at a great price that you can try for 30 days risk-free, even if you lose or break them, like Trevor will. Oh, I do. They'll send you a free pair, plus every pair you go buys to fi- goes to fight hunger in America. Go to ShadyRays.com now, place your order, and use this promo code, folks. You mean I get to buy? Hold on. Use the promo code. Big X. It's going to receive, it's going to let you receive a 25% discount on your purchase. That promo code, Big X, 25% off any purchase you make from Shady Rays. And if you lose those sunglasses in 30 days, hey, you're getting a free pair. No problem. No worries. No questions asked. ShadyRays.com. No questions asked, you say? No questions asked. That's what I like to hear. 
<laughs> Shady TK. Doctor and Prospect should have no questions asked. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, Trevor, so, we have to send these clips to these people. <laughs> so I, I, I break these, and even I, so I buy a pair of gray sunglasses, and then I get a percentage back to come back and feed me. <laughs> and they're going to send me some money for Arby. <laughs> The goal is to get more sponsors. <laughs> this is like the. By the way, if you ever, if you're having a, if you need a good YouTube video to watch, if you're if you're in the mood for like something funny, just Google Norm Macdonald loses his sponsors. Oh, it, it's no. a, it's an array of clips of him trying to do ad reads on his old podcast and just talk, it up. just like not caring if he keeps them or not. Yeah. And I laugh. I, I've probably watched it seventeen times. I laugh so hard every time. Speaking of using something over and over, I noticed you used my my gif of my clapping in rhythm again. I did your back. You're back. Be I'm a, celebrating. It's going to be the most used to get on the show text. It on. probably is. It's fantastic. Uh, whoever made that was uh, did, you know, they're a part of the show history now. Part of the show, show lore. Speaking of me uh, clapping in rhythm, by the way, that was to the gambler from when we were on remote. It was. Uh, and speaking of the gambler, a little belated happy birthday, our man Dugan, who uh, turned up at 51, I think, on Saturday. 51, America's favorite birthday. And uh, he, we, we told him, you, you weren't in the thread because it was part of the lottery thread and you're not cool enough to be in our club. I'm not. And uh, we didn't want you in anyway. Oh, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm too cool to be in a lottery club. Um, so, but we, 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 we there was a... A, a sing-along of the gambler to Dugan on that thread. Oh, nice. Like, he, he opened it up, and then I did the I sent a video of me singing the chorus, then TJ sent himself singing a video of the next lot, of the next verse, and then Nick did the next chorus, and then the next day, Scoot sent in a text that says, I fell asleep early. I'm sorry. I <laughs> and we're like, dude. <laughs> uh, I just checked my email, by the way. I'm, I won 150 bucks in the PGA. How about that? How did you win 150 bucks in the PGA? I do this fantasy. This guy runs a pool for every major tournament. I don't know how. I'm so bad when we have our like our, our fantasy golf league where you, p- you pick one golfer per week. I'm not good at that. But this guy has this contest, and I've now I've played this like six times. He has over a thousand people in this in, in this pool every year. I've cracked the top ten twice somehow. Wow. And Florida, like, the Masters two years ago, I finished third. I don't know how I'm, I'm really – and I've been close several other times. I don't know how I'm good at this, but terrible at the other so thing. So apparently your group is – we could say, safely say it's quantity over quality. I guess so. Uh, but 150 bucks for me. It's not bad. There how much go. did you pay to get into it? 25. Nice profit there. Nice return. I wonder if you have a finance guy. Not bad at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Texture says, now we know where TK was. And he's it's, a, it's in a – FBI agent over your shoulder <laughs> tracking picture. <laughs> says, thank you for uh, actually talking JT and actual golf. I believe it's the first on local radio all day. Really? I thought this was going to be like the big topic of discussion today on, on local radio. You can't tell me, I, the morning people would have brought it up, wouldn't they? I would assume so. Because like, Dana and them, they're golf guy. Well, I don't think Nick Coffey's not a big not golf guy, though. Coffey went on air today. I saw that. He tweeted, oh, he he tweeted that he was off today. Well, I'm sure TJ and them talked about it on KRC. Drew, I've played in a multiple golf scrambles with Drew. Drew's not a golf guy. I'll okay, tell you that much right so, now. He does have a Bud Light golf bag. Well, oh, for two? TJ? KRC, I, I take it back. TJ I was, had to brought up being a say next guy. I mean, maybe not in detail like we did, but he had to brought it up. I was taking, like I took Virginia to school this morning. On the way to school, I've got to listen to terrible songs. Um, but on the way back, I did flip on 1450. I thought you were going to say I have to listen to KRC. No, no, no. <laughs> on the way back, I flipped on KRC, and yeah. they, they were talking uh, yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't go into like good. Yeah, they, again, they don't have the in depth analysis that we have when it comes to it. But uh, do yeah. you feel bad for Mito Pereira? Who the golfer who choked on 18 that I just told you about? That wasn't his name. Yes, it was from Chile. 
From Wake Forest? No. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> Zalatoris was in the playoff. He's the guy from Wake Forest. Oh, Mito yeah. Pereira was the guy who was oh, leading. Oh, that's the one that did the Rory McIlroy that went for the uh, hit the water, right? Roy McAvoy. <laughs> Not Rory McIlroy. He's an actual golfer. He did. He should not have pulled out driver on 18. No. He went in the water and then made double bogey when all he had to do was make par, and instead he lost the tournament. And it was a, it was oh, a yeah, cool they story. they talked about all this on KRC this morning. I figured they, they would yeah. have. I mean, it's a cool story. Like He had never played. This was his first major appearance, never played in the PGA Championship. He took two years off golf back in the day just to kind of reset his, himself, went on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is basically like the AAA of golf. Which is, which is weird because most people get into golf to reset themselves. All right, it's, just, it's, it's impossible to have this discussion with <laughs> I'm just saying. All I'm saying is it was a cool story. I feel bad for him. I hope he bounces back. There you go. I mean, it's a cool story. What, because he, he took some time off and like, came back? I mean, was he any good before he left? I mean, yeah, he's, he's a professional golfer. but he, That doesn't mean anything. He had not been, no. I mean, any good. Texas says Trevor is so high right now. I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> no, that's, that's the sad, I think he's just tired. That's the sad part is I am way out 100% sober. <laughs> I think he's just tired. I'm better when I am baked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> TJ says, glad we were the third morning show you thought of as the, as the morning show, Trevor. <laughs> he says, he'll also take the pants I'm wearing, and I'm sorry he followed me into the bathroom. I did let him in, and he started, he started to go into the bathroom with me instead of the, the radio shoot. He said, we talked about 25 minutes of golf today. Go Tigers. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I figured he would at least talk about, yeah, because I'm being a St. X guy. If I had literally anybody else in the city to talk about this with today, we would talk more golf, but that's not, just, you're not going to do it. Clearly, if the last five minutes are any indication, it's just not going to happen. The bad thing is I can't even name a fourth morning radio show. Well, they're probably, I think there are, are just three, right? Probably four somewhere, yeah. I, don't, I think it's just three. DJX have one in the morning? Like the, well, yeah, like Ben Kelly K, right? <laughs> they talked about golf this morning? Probably. They, probably better in depth than I could. Probably came up. Then Peter B's a priest now. Do you know that? Who? Peter B. Remember it was Peter P and Kelly K when I was I remember Kelly K. I couldn't remember the other one, yeah. He the was priest? the big guy. It was Peter P and then uh, Peter P. Peter B and then Kelly K joined. And then Peter B is now a priest. Really? He was at Holy Trinity a few years ago. That's cool. That's kind of like, uh, you, I mean, you know, you know, old school, some old school. Remember Slick, the manager? Yes, he's a priest in Louisville. I think you've told me that before. Yeah, actually. he's down on like uh, somewhere downtown. He, he's a he has a preacher down there. Sexer says, "Why do I picture the dark web as Nocturne Alley from Harry Potter?" If he's you go on. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to stop you there. I don't know Harry Potter at all, either. and I don't think Trevor does either. I've seen part of one of the movies. I w- I went to the movie. With this, with some, with a girl, and I had no idea it was even based on books. I had never even heard of the books when, by the time I went and saw this movie with her, and it was like the only one I've seen, and I, wa- I didn't even watch it all. Yeah, the texture goes on. I could read it. Some listeners might know, but I've got no idea. Yeah, no, sorry, I, I'm not. I know. Was it? Um, it's a, it's a blind spot for me. Not Hog. Is it Hogwarts? Is that the name? Hogwarts of the, is the school. Yeah, I know that. I know the. There's. You know, Do you know any of the houses? Because you're Slytherin. I know that. I'm what? You're, you would be in House Slytherin. Is that the one with the long-haired, like, spooky-looking guy? It's like the evil house, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I know it's got the the, the girl, Emma Emma girl plays one of the, the Emma actresses. Watson. Emma Watson, yeah. That the kid with the glasses. Um, the really big dude with the beard. We don't, we, we don't need to keep just, like, listing the things that you know, which are very vague and... The big dude with the beard. And the one I went to was one about where some guy was trying to break out of, like, a prison or something. I mean, if you're talking about, like, any sort of wizard movie, you just said that it's the one with the big dude with the beard. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally every oh, I, wizard movie ever made. Um, Dumbledore? Was he in Dumbledore. Was he? Was he? 
Snape killed him. I know that. Snake from Escape Snape. from L.A.? S-N-A-P-E. Oh, no. Yeah, Dumbledore was like the... He was one of the major guys. Okay, yeah. he's dead, right? Dead. Spoiler! <laughs> dead. Texas, does every team make the ACC tourney? No. Um, I believe... Because there aren't... You said four three-team pods, so that's 12. I think there are four... Well, you're right, because not every team in the ACC plays baseball. Syracuse doesn't have a baseball team. I think one other school... They don't? They don't. Fun fact. Really? Yeah. I've never just not noticed that. I think a couple more don't. I, I think they don't have a baseball team. Well, I take it back. No, they because Syracuse doesn't, but Notre Dame plays. So it is four teams. So two teams don't make the ACC tournament. Would you care to venture a guess as to which two did not make it? Before I do that, is Syracuse the only one team that does not have a team? Correct. So you take out, it's like basketball. We have 14 teams in the conference. I mean, it's like football. You've got 14 teams in the conference, two divisions. But instead of uh, Syracuse, you've got Notre Dame for baseball. Um. So two teams, yeah. all but two teams make the ACC tournament. And like, I can't believe it. That just baffles me. So two teams didn't make it. I'll say Duke. Duke is correct. Okay. God, Duke just kind of sucks at everything. I was right just saying same thing. That's always not went with Duke. <laughs> um. I know. Well, I know teams that are in it. Couldn't even finish their women's basketball season a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, North Carolina's got to be it. They're usually good. North Carolina's in it. This program actually— Boston College? Boston College is oh, correct. Yeah. Two for two. And Boston College actually went to, what, College World Series a few years ago. Yeah, I don't think they're all— I think they've had—I mean, past years, I guess. I don't know. Not great this year. Five and 25 in conference play. Duke was 10 and 20. <laughs> so, McDonald's right. I mean— Poor Duke. You've got these 12 teams. Theoretically, oh. they're all good enough to be in the NCAA tournament, and probably nine of them are going to go, it sounds like. I don't know if Kentucky made their SEC tournament. They did. They, I think they won on the, like their last game, locked up a bid in the SEC tournament. Good for them. They're dancing, kind of. L- the little dance. Yeah, it's always, always it's, it's cute when they get they have a little baseball run and they get excited. I they're, want, they're too pumped up. What sport is it they're all pumped about making the Final Four? Saw, uh, well, it was tennis. They lost the tennis. Tennis, that's what it was. Okay, they lost yeah. the championship to Virginia because Virginia mean, wins like every year. I saw I saw that on my, thre- on my timeline over the weekend. They were getting so pumped about tennis. It was like the poor rifle team. They're just getting bumped off the top of the list right now to these UK fans. Well, they are, I think they already won a national title again. I mean, I just assume. Well, they they, they beat always, the three other rifle schools just, in the country. It's not even those schools, it's them. They the, just go and shoot in the woods like, we win! The era of dominance continues. <laughs> <laughs> they knocked off, what, Army, like, I guess. Well, that's not good. <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, God, I wish our, I mean, no one should be beating freaking Army, right? I mean, <laughs> beating Air Force in a piloting competition. Make me feel comfortable about the, uh, well, the armed services. Hope this Russian nonsense gets knocked off real soon because we're well, in trouble. Well, we can't, we can't get Russia to get out of Ukraine. Should we send the Army? No. Send the UK rifle team. <laughs> what? Somebody sent me a image of a tweet that just says, Tennessee men's basketball has removed the NIT banners in their arena to make room for the national championship banner that's coming soon. I don't know who sent that, but Tennessee's never even been to a Final Four. Maybe maybe pump the brakes there. I'm more curious of why they have NIT banners hanging up. It's embarrassing. I mean, was NIT 50s banners or NIT like... Like, if you have a banner for NIT, anything like post-1970 is probably shouldn't be hanging up. Oh, it's a Clay Travis tweet, so there you go. Well, doesn't mean it's not true. <laughs> I mean, still, like... I mean, he does fall Tennessee. I think he's just trying to be... Smart aleck. Well, yeah, he's claiming that he, he uses the words "national championship banner coming soon." Okay, he's just yeah, he's just being just be, being being snarky. He's being clever. Yeah. Um, 
What are you doing? Who, me? No, Tennessee. It's like, what did I do? <laughs> it's like, it's like, good Lord. Yeah, it's just a whole thing about how they're removing. They need to remove the NIT banners because they're about to win a national title. Please. In what? Although they are better in men's basketball. All these football fans that are still like holding on to hope that they're going to be relevant, like, just get excited about men's basketball. Like Football's never going to be anything. Basketball's the better program. You think the football team eventually with, with the new nail stuff, they can, they can maybe buy some people here and there. I, look, we've been saying this for like 21 years. I just, It's not happening. It's like Indiana basketball. I mean, they're all excited now. They're gonna. I'm sure they'll be good next year, but they're not gonna win anything of relevance. I mean, you can't tell me you, you, you just doesn't make you water at the mouth think of the to, to, of the thought of Phil Fulmer jumping in this this Jimbo Fisher arguments with Nick Saban getting in there and like they're just bogarting all our donuts. <laughs> can't, can't get a damn recruit Saban's down there cheating. Now this is the perfect time because we've we've already talked long enough in this segment about nothing to we, we can't dive into sports here. Um, we got to talk about Arby's. <laughs> no, Did you see what they're doing? Eight minutes he spent on sports today. Uh, yes, I saw this. Before I, you give your opinion, let's no. tell people what it actually I, I, is. I, I'm torn. I need, to, I need, I need help from Here's, people and yourself because I don't know where I lay on this. Arby's has never sold a hamburger. Never. Rare for a fast food chain. I mocked a guy last week for being in front of me at the line asking for a cheeseburger. You did. This, I kind of feel like you manifested this. I did. They are now going to sell a hamburger. Trevor is they, they do have the meats. clearly torn. I mean, you. this does come on the heels of, you, of me arguing with you about your claim that it's the most versatile fast food chain in America, and then looking at the menu and being like, okay, you, you were right. I was wrong. They've got all sorts of different stuff. They have, they're adding the Wagyu, uh, Wagyu Steakhouse Burger, which is going to cost five ninety nine. Oh, thank you, because I did not know how to pronounce that. I, I probably put it. And you said Wagyu, and then you're like, Wagyu. 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 Wagyu too, buddy. Yeah, Wagyu beef and ground beef will be the highest quality burger the market has seen yet, the company said. I don't know if that's supposed This is me, good thing or bad thing. Do you know what Wagyu means? Um, <laughs> it is It is Japanese for empty orchestra? Japanese cow. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's going to be cooked sous vide style. What style? Sous vide is like that. It's that people. It was a craze like four or five years ago where you cook everything in like this really hot water, like, like boil in a bag in a bag. Yeah. Anyway, this is like boiling shake and bake. <sighs> Explaining stuff to you is exhausting. Well, because well, I mean, you, you just stop. look up. Look up what sous vide is. I can't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. To. How do you feel that Arby's having a hamburger? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, come on. Why am I the one? Because I don't understand some stupid craze that apparently you don't even want to describe. Because it's it, it's not worth describing it on puts air. Meat in a bag and it boils it. What kind of crap is that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, just put it on a grill, people. I'm milking a bag in Canada was bad. Are you ever going to answer the question? <laughs> am I going to eat the burger at Arby's? Yes. Hell yes. There you go. That's all I wanted. In fact, I was hoping to order one today when I went there before lunch. All the people want to know. Uh, yes, I'm. Yeah, I, yes. And now I will be getting it plain. I'm not getting it with you know the lettuce and tomato, and I think they have a secret sauce they're going to be adding to it as well. If I read correctly, I'm sure they will. Uh, so you hate Arby sauce? I mean, I just don't like sauce in general. So yeah, I'm going to be getting it. I can't. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know when does it start officially because it's supposed to start like this month, right? No idea. I thought I saw in the article briefly that it was like it starts and runs May through something. Uh, July, beginning Monday, and then through July 21st. So this. I assume today. 
Today, as of today, you can buy a hamburger from Arby's. Well, not the one on Dillsborough, <laughs> whatever road that is over there. Now, the other story that I there, there are two stories that I want to talk. Do I got to hunt soon. down another Arby's today. Do I need to start calling Arby's and asking them if they have the Wagyu? You can't double up on Arby's. Did you see the story last week? And I purposely saved this for you when you came back. Okay. So, a rural town was supposed to get three hundred sixty thousand dollars in Japan for this COVID relief fund. Like Japan was, you know, they, you know, they send money to towns that have been especially hard hit by, by COVID, and they were trying to give this whole town $360,000. Instead, okay. they mistakenly sent it to a single person. The <laughs> was person, it at least a Japanese person at least, or they sent it to some other country? <laughs> it was a 24-year-old Japanese man. Okay. He, they, they contact him. He's like, no problem. I'm going to give this back. Instead, okay, nice. instead, he lost it all at online casinos. Well, you know, I should have called him earlier. You know, hey, in his defense, <laughs> you're either hot or you're due. I mean, and if he was hot, why not? You, you got to keep it rolling. Got to let it ride. And before you judge him, I, it's very easy. It's very, you can lose money very quickly on the online poker table. It doesn't feel like it's real money. I mean, you just you, you get a little bit loose with it. I one time I I start I, I messed with the uh, online blackjack and like and before I knew it I was like two hundred down I was like I've been there never again am I ever doing online blackjack but I mean it's oh he's coughing he clear my toes sorry there you go I remember the button unlike some uh, and <laughs> I don't have a button <laughs> really why you say I keep pushing your buttons uh, the the but yeah you can lose it very quickly so I can understand but three hundred sixty six is that like American dollars or was that like equivalent of yen equivalent uh three hundred it was a forty six point three million yen or about three hundred fifty eight thousand dollars in American dollars so every citizen of this town it's a small town of about twenty six uh, twenty nine hundred people they were supposed to get seven hundred seventy five dollars last month. They didn't get it. They were wondering why. They contacted why. They realized what happened. And this man, Sho Taguchi, uh, told police he'd lost. What are the, what's the likelihood that he actually just like put it somewhere? Like some sort of offshore bank? Yeah, this dude's not even living in Japan. He's, He's been gone. charged with fraud. How did they send He's it? He's been like, arrested. Is, so is the name of the town Shigushi? Uh, the name of the town is Abu. Well, how the hell did this guy get to check if his name's not even the same as the town? Look. <laughs> Not like, everybody. How do you mix that up? Not everybody can handle COVID as flawlessly as America has. I mean, I get if his name was like the same as the, the, the town or something in some way, but his name's Abu and the name of the town is what? Uh, Taguchi. It's not even close. I mistakes were made. <laughs> uh, apologies have been given. I mean, can you imagine this? What well, we waking up? You ain't got to be yawn, throw a little, little New Japan Pro Wrestling in the background, grab you know, grab you know, some rice or whatever, and you open the door and there's a check. Like the mailman's like, here, here here's your magazine and here here's your check for $366,000. The thing is, if he was, because my initial thought is clearly he would have, he, he used this money to buy something else and now he's just trying to hide it. It I'm, should be easily traceable. If he did, in fact, lose three hundred sixty k on online casinos, you should be able to find whether or not that was true. Can you go after him legally? He's Yeah, he's been arrested. He's been charged with fraud. Uh, but was the check made out to him? Yes. But he was contacted before he spent any of it and told he needed to give it back, and he agreed to it, and then he decided to just well, what if gamble he, it all on. What if he hadn't agreed to it? I, I mean, can they still... I mean, legally, how, what, what leg do they have to stand on in that? He, well, he's been told that it's not his money that he was if you've been contacted oh. by authorities and been told you've been given money that's not actually for you then i think then 
you stand to commit fraud if you spend it. Oh, I'm going to try that. I'm just going to cost my K. Well, you, you got to complete step one first, which is <laughs> Give them the money. mistakenly being given almost 400K. Um, last story I want to get to uh, of, of nonsense today. So if you heard like the latest big fear that we have going on now is there's a, a potentially a case of monkeypox in what? the Northeast. Monkeypox, they've, they've spotted it in other European countries. Now it's here. Um, Say monkeypox? Monkeypox. Isn't that a Brendan Fraser movie? Monkeypox. It's, uh, it's spreading and... The World Health Organization says that it is primarily spreading through sex. Oh, I'm good. I was gonna say. So if you, I want you to come in and be like, I want you to come in and be like, can't get this cough out. It's probably some monkeypox, <laughs> and that's how you're gonna let everybody know that you got laid. <laughs> First of all, I think I got monkeypox, guys. When I get laid, you're gonna know. Okay, Trevor's coming in here like balloons and like streamers and. I mean, it's going to be a parade. I'm going to be walking like, like Jack Harlow coming to the, to the call. <laughs> Somebody's like, carrying you. And three people carrying me. Like, <laughs> they're like, somebody had a lot of lucky night. Only two movies, huh? You know it. <laughs> had no time for that third one. Uh, the second one was Wild Things. <laughs> the second one was Wild Things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I don't think I'm going to be picking up. Uh, what is, like, this, is this like chicken pox? Monkey pox. Is, is pox something that goes down the line of animals like they na- like when they're naming hurricanes? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just gonna they just like start to, like what alligator pox? Do they just keep going at some point? It's like I've got dog pox. It sounds yeah. most deadly form of pox possible. It doesn't sound puppy pox. Just poorly named. Uh, oh, so cute. It's the most deadly disease in America. Rhino pox. Not as bad as you think. Imagine going back and like telling the story. 47 million people died from puppy pox. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> puppy, puppy pox wipes out mankind. It was adorable, yet deadly at the same time. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> does, this, does this give you a cough? Is that all it is? I don't uh, Early symptoms include fever, headache, back pain, muscle aches, and low energy, uh, and then progress to a rash on the face, hands, feet, eyes, mouth, or genitals that turns into raised bumps uh, and then become blisters, often resembling chickenpox. This isn't monkeypox. It's not protecting those sex can, with a hooker. <laughs> those can then fill with a white fluid that breaks and scabs. Oh, I don't, I don't want monkeypox. <laughs> can last two to four months and has a lengthy 21-day incubation period. Good Lord. I don't want monkeypox. Who's the first person that had monkeypox? This is the first I've heard of. It. I don't know, but they're probably like, this, this is new. Sucks. Like, yeah, what, what yeah. is going on? <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break on that note. No more monkeypox talk. We, we will. I'm not going to let Trevor derail me. If I'm, you're, I'm if you're mad about this, we're going to talk football recruiting after the break. I'm really torn between baking beef in a bag and monkeypox. <laughs> I need to know Look more. Look up sous The water gets very hot. You put it in a bag. You immerse it and cook it by holding it in the water it's the like entire an time. Infomercial. Look, and if you break it out, look at this meat done in our sous vide bag. It was the cooking craze of 2018. This meat over here was done on a grill. Ooh. Famous chefs do sous vide. I'm just letting you know. And then they got monkeypox. And then they got (laughs) monkeypox. We'll be right back. I'm going to attempt to talk sports after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show in 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
we get a little crazy No, we're never gonna survive Unless we are a little Seal The man survived lupus <laughs> the most easily the most famous seal song, of course. I don't care what you say. Best seal song made. I don't like the song. You know, like crazy. This was his like breakthrough song. Well, no, Kiss from a Rose is breakthrough song. No, this was his most. This was his first hit. I don't. See, I don't even remember. That's how yeah, little I care about the was, song. This was. I mean, he, he doesn't. Even, he, this is before he was bald. Oh, I know. He's about got seal the pull, He's got the pull dreads going on in this one. Yeah. Not a big fan. Survived lupus for God's sake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what. Vacation is not the best continuation movie, but yet that one line is still maybe my favorite line of the whole movie. Uh, we get some basketball news, but I, I, I promised football, so we're going to get to that first. Okay. Um, this broke yesterday, at least this, this is when I saw it. Who would have thought that we'd be saying something like this five months ago? So Ruben Owens, the, the second, is the number one all purpose running back in the class of 2023, five star prospect. He has canceled a visit to Georgia. He has locked in a visit to Louisville. Mm, suck it, Kirby Smart. Suck it, Kirby. Uh, he's going to come the first weekend in June. He's going to be at Louisville. He's also taking visits to TCU. He He's again, from Texas, though, right? He's from Texas. He plays at, I think, uh, is it Allen High School? Like The, the big one. Um, he's, he's from Texas. And TCU's got some. They, they snagged the, uh, the transfer out of Georgia recently. Uh, Zach Evans, I believe. The they run, did. That was like a five-star running back. Owens is from El Campo. He is the number one running back in the class, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. He is the number 17 uh, player in the 2023 class overall. Um, offers from every school you can imagine, Georgia, Texas, Bama, A&M, USC, everybody. The fact that he's just coming to campus is, I don't know what we're doing on these visits, but my God, it's working. Because word of mouth has spread. Everybody who's coming on these visits is having a fantastic time. They're all seeming to communicate with one another. And Ruben Owens says, yeah. I'm gonna come. This all, is gonna be fantastic. All, all, I, all I heard and when I, listening to you and when I read that was we we landed Ruben Owens, like, <laughs> and he picked us over Georgia. He like canceled his Georgia visit to come to, to choose us. In a way, that's it, it's still a win, even I mean, if he doesn't commit to us. So I, when I read, I, mean, I was scrolling through twi- uh, Twitter and I saw like the first tweet about. I was like, we got to run it back. From, he turned down Georgia. But looking at this. He goes, no, I think he's just visiting. Nope, nope. He signed. He's done. Louisville still. I mean, I'm not pretending to know how Ruben Owens' recruitment is going to play out. But Louisville already is in very, very well with another class of 2023 running back, uh, Javin Simpkins, who a lot of people out of Miami believe is going to wind up committing to Louisville. That's been sort of... Plus, um, I could be mistaken, but I believe isn't all, every running back on our roster going to be returning in 2023 pretty much? Well, we'll see. I, I, there's a lot well, of... Well, I mean, eligibility-wise, they could, right? Yes. I think there's a lot of thought that Tyon Evans, this will be his only season at Louisville, which he's going to win the Heisman, so he's going to go pro after that. I but he, but he, would, that. he would be eligible to return. I guess is what I was trying to guess my, was my original point. Yeah, I, I don't know. Our boy, uh, Jawar Jordan from Syracuse, I don't know oh, if he's he, still here. Oh, yeah. He's still here. He's got a spot. He's okay. Been, he's apparently has had a, he had a, a fantastic spring slash February. Uh, I, I, I always feel weird calling it spring practice. When I, it thought, was, I thought he got dropped off at Nevada when, they, when Nains was heading to UNLV. Maybe. No, okay. no. He, I mean, hey, he, come on, he came on really strong. They seem to really like him. If nothing else, they can use him in the kick game. I mean. Speedster. Yeah. You've got Travion Cooley back who is, he's got multiple seasons of eligibility left. Um, he's not teasing going back to NC State. He's, he's, so far, he's, he's, you yeah. know, he's keeping it quiet recently. And then you still have Jalen Mitchell who is a redshirt sophomore. So, yeah, theoretically, you could have all those guys back. Let me look what Jawar Jordan is. Jawar I mean, Jordan. He was only a, a freshman. I think he played one yeah. year at Syracuse, right? Jawar Jordan's a red. Like, again, 
Going back to my belief that every football player we have right now is a redshirt sophomore. You can't <laughs> no. convince me otherwise. Everybody is a redshirt sophomore. Um, Jawar Jordan is. Like, quite literally, Cooley is a sophomore. Jordan is a sophomore. Um, Jalen Mitchell is a redshirt sophomore. I don't know what Tyon Evans. Tyon Evans technically is a junior. Uh, yeah, because he was a – wasn't he a Juco going into Tennessee? Yes. Yeah. So – they all could come back. I think most people think that Evans is is only going to play one season here. I hope he does because I think he's going to be that good. We'll you, see. You know, the, whether, do or don't, the more the merrier people. You also, I, I think, it feels like a situation sort of like last year where you just kind of assume that one of those guys is going to hit the portal. This year it was it was Hassan Hall well, and Aiden Robbins. But if two of these guys are getting the bulk of, of carries through the first half of the season – I don't think it would shock anybody to see like the guy who's third or fourth on that totem pole announce that he's you know, leaving the team and going in the portal or waiting till after the season and going in the portal. These things tend to to shake themselves out. But regardless of if, if it's next year or two years from now, all these guys are about the same age. There's going to be a mass exodus at some point. You've got to build some depth behind them. Mm-hmm. Getting J- Javin Simpkins is a he's a four star prospect out of Miami. They tend to produce pretty solid running backs and if you can get the number one running back in the class yeah i think you can find a spot for him uh, yeah <laughs> i mean I would like, really, sorry guys no offense a bit cool you weren't serious about that nc state thing because <laughs> you know it kind of got you a bus ticket here buddy <laughs> i also like that the other piece of recruiting news there are a couple more uh, i like that pierce clarkson we've talked about him and the impact that he's made not just with his recruitment, but what he's been able to do for louisville on the recruiting could trail talk, could ruben be the the the, the, the guy he was te- teasing about well, he was teasing a basketball player, so could it, maybe he was confused. Maybe he was. Um, he has. He's now openly just talking about guys. Like in an interview with Rivals, he mentions we want DeAndre Moore. DeAndre Moore is the four-star wide receiver uh, out of Los Alamitos, California. He's the number four wide receiver in the entire class according to the twenty-four-seven Sports Composite rankings. Uh, USC's going after him hard, right? USC's going after him hard. Oregon's going after him really hard. Texas is going after him hard. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma uh, is, is going after him hard. Wow, People think that he's fake. the leader, that Louisville's the leader for his services, nice. which is, I mean, he would be the, even with James Quick, all the great wide receivers we've had recruiting rankings-wise, he would be the highest-ranked recru- uh, receiver to ever commit to Louisville. He is I believe that. I mean, a I top 50 Quick. overall player in the class a number four overall wide receiver in the class. He, like all these guys, are, are going. he's going to visit on June 17th. It's the big weekend for Louisville football recruiting. You don't have to have his measurements, do you? Just out of curiosity. He is six foot 185. Six foot? Yeah. So good. Okay, that's good size. He, I mean, according to everybody who follows this stuff way more than I do, he's the, the, the real deal. He had originally uh, been – Oklahoma bound. That was a, sort of a done deal. Now it sounds like Oklahoma's this, out of the mix. This is the guy I know we talked about last time because you got mad when I asked you if he was from South or uh, North uh, California, right? Uh, and he is from South, I believe. Which I mean, he's in USC's backyard and Lincoln Riley. That that does worry me a little bit. But you know what? If we're just making our foot in the door is a progress. And we remember he was the guy we looked up last time and saw that USC has like he's the number four wide receiver in the class. They've got like one and three above him. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, maybe a lot of people think Louisville has a really good shot to land him and just continue with this, this great recruiting trend. The other recruiting note that I wanted to get to that I thought was, was notable. Uval's offered a class of 2024 prospect by the name of Willis McGahee, the fourth, not just a clever name. He is the son of former Miami, a superstar, Willis McGahee. The interesting thing was, you was see, Willis the, McGahee was the third? I didn't even know that. You, you see the name, you see that he's from Miami. You just kind of assume he's going to be a running back. He's an edge rusher, defensive lineman. Right, well, it's, it's, 
We need those more than we need running backs at this point. I mean, I, honestly, I don't blame him. If I, I mean, after watching what happened to Pops in the in the Fiesta Bowl, <laughs> you probably wouldn't want to play running back either, yeah. buddy. He went on to be a pro, <laughs> two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, he, he said at a couple. He said at the year with Buffalo, it had a nice little run. Yeah, McGahee in the twenty-four-seven sports rankings is the number ninety-six overall player. He played with your boy Wood probably in Buffalo, didn't he? He did in the class of twenty-twenty-four. So this is a, a kid who's a rising junior. He'll be a junior next season. He still has a, a recruiting cycle off. But Louisville's in on him. He's got offers from Auburn. He's got offers from Michigan. He's got offers from uh, Pitt and Rutgers. He is, again, going to be a big-time prospect. Nice to get in on these kids as early as possible. Bring but it. clearly a famous name. I mean, we've, we've, we've already obviously we're, – we're tapping California dry. You know, let's just move on to, to Florida and look Jimbo and all them in the eyes and tell them, we will drink your freaking milkshake. We're going wherever we want. Yeah. We're taking whoever we want. We were talking, it was funny, Keith and I were talking on Friday, and we mentioned a conversation that you and I have had. Remember we were talking about the the, the Aspirations Gym, run by Chris Vaughn, former Louisville wide receiver, mm-hmm. and how every kid who goes there, like for whatever reason, there's not a good relationship between UofL and Aspirations. All these kids, and Jordan Watkins was an Aspirations kid, and when he decommitted, like all those prospects, including uh, the big kid who ended up uh, going to Kentucky, um, Keontae Goodwin, yeah, the I offensive lineman, his name too, yeah. and they're all like, good, get away from there, like the, those losers and all this stuff. And it's been a big part of the conversation about Louisville needing to keep the best talent in the city home. And you know, Keith is talking about the, the roadmap that the the staff planned during this offseason and saying, you know, we, we're going to do this and this and this and this. And, you know, when you look at it, like, it's important to keep those kids home, but not as important as possible. And I was like, well, if we know that going to California and taking some of the best players <laughs> was ever an option, then yeah, like, I, well, I, I mean, we, we would not have prioritized recruiting at home this well as, as much as we have been. I didn't know this was possible. I, I didn't know this was something that we could do. Like, you know, if you had said, hey, we're going to go handpick the best players out of the state of California and then some of the best players out of Miami, yeah, that that makes keeping the best kids from Louisville home a little bit less of a necessity than it has been for the other 120 years in the history of the program. The problem is I think that was kind of like that's the mindset Petrino got to the point of. And you don't want to – you still want to – He just didn't do it, though. Yeah, you, you still got – I mean, not to sound like condescending, like, you know, like I'm arrogant or anything, but you still got kind of the local kids of bone. You know, he, well, we got two. We have Tucson now. So yeah, that's true. I we're, mean, we're keeping the best players in our backyard home. You still, I mean, maybe you don't have to to go after. You know, I think Louisville at this point needs to maybe grab a few under the radar guys to get, to get, to get good feelings back with the locals. I mean, so not at this speak. point. If, I mean, if it's taking five star kids and four star kids out of California, or taking a two star kid from Louisville to, to mend feelings. I'm going with the five-star kids I mean, we from can California. Take both, and then after his freshman year, you can transfer to UNLV. <laughs> the, the, di- <laughs> the difference with Petrino is his philosophy, and it was, I, I think it was understandable at Petrino 1.0. Like he was saying the kids from Florida that are getting turned down by Florida and Miami and Florida State, and sometimes at that point, like even USF, like those three two-star kids out of Florida are better than the best players from the state of Kentucky. Nine out of ten times, he's probably right. And that's how he built a lot of his success. Yeah. Now, he was he was able to, to land the rare four-star star talent out of his backyard. I mean, Bush, Brom, Arudia. Like, and those were the guys that were the centerpieces along with. I mean, you, For sure. You've got you've to mix and match. I mean, you get, don't drink vodka. you got to mix it with some big red. Right, but he was saying if there was a, you know, there's a kid that everybody likes who's putting up big-time numbers at Moore High School or, or wherever, and he's a... a low-end four-star prospect, maybe a high three-star prospect, and people are saying he's he's better than this kid from Florida who's not good enough to play for FSU or Miami or, or what have you. Petrino was saying, I'm taking the kid from Florida. History shows those kids are more talented. And he, you're right. like he, 
he did have a good ability to make he kept the the local stars who were bona fide guys who could have played anywhere else. He kept those guys home and then also took some of the overlooked prospects from Florida and turned them into superstars. But it wasn't even the stars from Louisville. I mean, obviously, Brahman Bush, but even Uridia wasn't. I mean, because Uridia was was, a, was kind of a – I mean, originally, I think if I'm right, Uridia committed to Kentucky, and we got DeWalt, if I remember. And then we ended up switching somehow, and he ended up going to Kentucky, and we got Uridia. But neither were like – I mean, they weren't – He was a three-star. Yeah, I mean, that's a three-star, though. I yeah. mean, yeah, and then you got guys like uh, Jermaine Brown from Burn Cree. I mean – uh, I mean, Jamal Brown was a four, though he was, and he was borderline. Huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, and yeah, I mean, I mean, there's other examples of, of local kids throughout the. I mean, that were probably not huge, and even the ones that you didn't even get, guys like you know, like Corey Peters or you know, a Woodson, it was like a quarterback, or you know, a Burton, who was. There's some circumstances with that why we wouldn't get him, but nonetheless, you know, that were you know three star kind of caliber guys. I get, I understand where Trino's going with, and I agree with that. Yes. Nine out of ten times, yes. The three-star in Kentucky and Florida is going to be better than probably the three, if maybe even four-star in Kentucky. But, I mean, instead of just taking three three stars from Florida, take two and bring the kid from Kentucky with him. Right, and that was his philosophy back in the day, and now this, our philosophy is like, we're just going to get whoever we want, well, which is a weird thing. I still want to be I, – I want I, you you got to have some some groundwork in the local areas for the, those generational talents that are the Brahms and Bushes that come out. Well, and they do. Like, they, they've I mean, they've got Selah Brown from Mail coming in this year. They've got the other kid from Mail committed. Like they are. If there's a huge, the problem for us right now is the local talent has dipped right at this time where we're hitting our like we missed out on the 2018 boat, and yeah. now there aren't these guys coming through like there were be back. four or five Don't years worry. ago. And and I mean Louisville's reached out to the kids that are good enough to be a part of this class and. I, I think that right now, look, this is as good as it gets for us in the history of recruiting. How long – I'm with you on – and maybe this is sort of a defeatist mentality or maybe it's just smart given where we are in the pecking order. You assume there's going to be – like this is a – you hope it's not a flash in the pan, that we're not just killing it in recruiting right now, but eventually things are going to revert to the way that they've been forever. But if they do – you're right. You don't want to have just completely neglected the local area it's to a point where all the local high school coaches are going to say, "No, you, you know, you didn't love us now. You can't. You didn't love us then. You can't love us now." And I don't think that Louisville's doing that. I think they're doing enough here locally to to the point where if you've got a, a five star talent in your own backyard, Louisville's a very attractive. Well, unfortunately, option. the pigeonhole we we pinned ourselves behind is that we have to we had to do we got to do a little more than just throwing a few bones now at this point to a few local recruits. We got to kind of do a little sucking up now. Yeah. I think, and and, I, and not the, the cost of you know turning down a, a better kid from California, but I mean maybe you know sending the kid from North Carolina home, and instead you know just because his you know his grandfather plays golf with you there in some in some place in Ashton. I mean, I mean, there's we, we've got Jeremiah Collins from Mail committed in the 2023 class, and he fits in. He's a every player that we have in the 2023 class right now is a three or a four star who is ranked in the top 650 of the 247 overall rankings. And Jeremiah Collins, who in past classes would have been like our third or fourth highest rated player, right now of the 10 players we have committed, uh, or nine players we have committed, he's just number six. And he's a three-star prospect who's the number 40, 444 overall player, the 35th best player at his position. I mean, the, the class of, tw- uh, of, of 23 or even 24, maybe, which I don't think goes that far in Louisville, the top ten, how many are Louisville in, uh, either have or in high contention for? You talking about the players twenty twenty three in the state? Yes. Uh, well, most of them are committed to Kentucky. Okay. Only. All right. Well, then I don't know if you can look up twenty four. If I'm asking too much to do that quick or not, I'm curious. 
I don't even know if they have that. Yeah, that's another thing. That's what I was also wondering. If yeah, they, they, don't, they haven't even they've been done that. No, California, Florida, yes, Kentucky, no, <laughs> and so, all of them already. Rec- I mean, did, that's what I'm saying. Already, well, 2024 is not. They, they don't have like. Rankings but I mean, in 23 though, I mean, like you said, they're already going to Kentucky. 23, the yeah, the number one. Well, you've got number one is apparently is the the kid from Mayo, the defensive lineman Spencer, who's. Going, he has not committed to Kentucky yet, but he's going to. There are no, there's only one four-star prospect in this in the state in that class, and it's the Spencer kid from Mayo is going to Kentucky. Um, Micah Carter from Saint X is another kid who's fairly highly touted. People think he's going to Kentucky, and then so we have the highest commit in the state right now in Jeremiah Collins, and then number six in the state, number seven in the state, number nine in the state, number ten in the state are all committed to Kentucky, but those are all three-star kids. Well, still, so there you go. Uh, also, I don't mean Boyle that. County, Franklin County, Madison Central, Frederick Douglass. You're not. I mean, look, Louisville's not going to get those kids. No, 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 they're not, unless you hire a coach or something. But Sanex and male kids, you you should get. You'd, you'd yeah, like to get. You should get, and you, you particularly should, uh, should always almost have the the edge into getting. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer on this great recruiting news here, but I mean, I just can't help but like. And I, I know it's it's only it almost took two hours to say this name, but. Like, I feel like I'm watching, like, instead of it not being Brom doing this, like, I feel like I'm watching, like, this great movie, but I'm sitting in a chair with, like, springs poking me in the side. Like, I'm just, I'm worried. I'm just just worried a little bit. Well, explain yourself. What are you worried about? You think something bad's going to happen? This class is going to fall apart? Or are you worried that... get wasted with the underachieving records. So your your concern is that we're going to keep Scott Satterfield despite, like, another bad season coming up. And we just, yeah, we kind of maybe waste a great class. Of talent or two or a cl- a two years worth of a class. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's a concern that I think a lot of people have. Um, it's and not looking, unfounded either. I mean, because I want to be. I want to just sit back and like, just just let the all this recruiting just flow over me, just engulf myself. Do it. Just, just be baptized in this great recruiting. Let it happen. And, and as I do that, and then I just part of me like this little, you know, this little voice in the back of my Trevor, Trevor, Scott's still here, Trevor. And I'm like, shut up, voice. He's like, no. I hate the voice in the back of my head. I hate the voice That's the, back the most of my annoying head. voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> He's like, you got sex. Please stop. No, don't do that again. It's like, I want monkeypox. You got sex. I mean, it's, 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 it, it freaks me out a little bit. It's Look, it's May 23rd. <laughs> in, let yourself be happy. We'll worry about that once we get to August. We'll start talking about the actual future, games. Future Trevor's problem. That's that's August Trevor's problem. That's that's it's an August Rutherford show problem. Right now we're enjoying ourselves. Uh, We've got Jermaine Lole. He's coming in. That's that, that's an August Trevor and Mike benefit. We can we do, talk more about it? Can we make a uh, song instead of Layla Lole Lole? Oh, I was thinking whatever Lole wants, Lole gets. Does he do like a little hula dance? And, and little Scott, little Lole <laughs> wants you. Uh, by the way, with the commitment of Jermaine Lole, my guy Bill Connolly, one of my favorite guys that I worked with at SB Nation, he works for ESPN now. He's got these S&P ratings. They're way above my head, but he's a math nerd. Um, his formula, he now has Louisville as the number 30 team for next season. Nice. The problem with that, We're receiving though, votes. Con- yeah. <laughs> We're S&P receiving votes. It feels Sounds good. Sounds kind of dirty, but okay. <laughs> Don't ask me to, to explain that. The The problem, though, is according to his S&P rankings, we have a very tough schedule. We're going to play four teams that are ranked in the top 20 this season. Well, now I don't know if I understand his ranks. I look at our schedule, and I don't think it's that tough. It's, it's a lot like last year where I think it doesn't like the – the big names don't 
pop. You don't have. It's not like well, we got Bama, we got Auburn, we've got uh, Clemson, all on the same schedule. But you've got a lot. There aren't just walkover games. There's nobody that you look at. Even James Madison, and I hate to say that, there's not anybody you look at and just say, well, that's no contest. Well, that's the time to talk about thirtieth ranked team to me. It's not. I mean, if you're going to tell me I'm ranked like in the top thirty, but yet you, I mean, no disrespect to James Madison, I think James Madison can be a good a good team. I even though I don't know anything about him, but I know in the history they have history of being a threat. But if you're ranked roughly in the top thirty, you should not be worried about James Madison. Agreed, but also like James Madison's like a you know they're sort of like fifty to sixty, like they're they're right in that range. So you've got to say twenty (laughs) eight. No, you've got a lot of games against teams that are. It's like last year where you look at and you're like, yeah. Maybe two games that you say we should win, two games you say we should lose, and then every other game is probably going to be, on paper, right now at least, like a four or five point spread. And I say that with thinking that Syracuse is one of those two games that I say we should win, yeah. even though we are, according to the first spread that's out for that game, just a four-point favorite in that game. Um, on the road, though, right? On the road. So which, it should be, you would think, it's almost eight points at home then. And the numbers, they don't think that Syracuse is going to be that bad. Like, they're 57th in the S&P rankings. For comparison, like, USF is probably the game we should use for that because USF, they've been awful against Power 5 teams recently. They only won two games last year. They're 89th in these S&P rankings. So, uh, quick numbers. Uh, Clemson is 6th in the preseason S&P. NC State is 18th. Kentucky's 20th. Those are our last three games. If we, like... I hope we have seven or eight wins by the time we get to there, the last three, because it is a gauntlet to end the season. Florida State is also ahead of us at, at 28th. That'll be a home game, the first home game, that Friday night uh, in week three. And then everybody else is kind of a, a, sort of in that area, besides Pitt, who's number 19 in these S&P rankings. So four games against top 20 teams, five games against top 30 teams, and then like UCF is 39th. That's a road game. Virginia, 55th. Wake Forest, 49th. Um, Boston College is down at, at 76th. Then I mentioned USF is, is 89th. Syracuse 57th. So I mean, I like that someone puts us at receiving votes at 30, but I don't know how much of these SM ratings I have. Like, too much credit ratings. I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I, I kind of, I mean, I know, I mean, I know you, you said George is your buddy and all, but it's not but, his name either. Oh, well, Bill. <laughs> George. George's SM ratings are <laughs> Bill Connolly's SP rankings. Could have swore you said George. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm starting to, the more, I, I got excited when you said we were 30th, but then, you know, I don't know. I mean, hearing some other, the way you are, keep going into it, I'm kind of thinking, thinking with a grain of salt. Anyway. Well, his rankings, they, they do pretty well every single year, and they are predicting. A seven and five season. If you look at this and, and kind of play it all out, okay. seven and five it's is probably the most, not off on most likely case. There's a forty two point four percent chance he says that they uh, have eight wins or more, but seven and five is still the most likely overall record for this team, which sounds about right. I mean, we didn't need the, the computers spitting out super genius numbers to tell you that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I told you that a well, month ago. <laughs> but it is notable because every early book and Bet Online is the latest to do it. Vegas Insider's done it. FanDuel's done it. Every early book that has put out a over-under win total for this team has gone five and a half. That's true, yeah. And if you've got computer rankings that are saying it's this team's probably going to go seven and five, and it's more likely that they win eight games than it is that they win six, S&P's telling you, hammer the over there. Which I, mean, I still yeah. think is, is, unless something goes wrong, unless we have injuries, or unless the defense just looks abysmal in week one or week two, it's a team that should, 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 I feel like we have to keep emphasizing that word, should get to seven wins this season. But we said the same thing Still last year. a little nervous. We said the same thing last year, and then, boom, you're losing to you know to Kentucky by 60, and you're giving up 5,000 passing yards to Air Force. That's, you know, 
It is what it is. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, an old rival is calling us out on the on the hardwood. Bring it. We're going to talk about that. Oh, I can't wait to get mad about something I don't know yet. We're going to get excited. We're going to take your text at 502-414-1450 as well. It's the third hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. It's on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. But we're never going to survive unless we get a little crazy. No, we're never going to survive unless we are a little Today's theme, just Trevor Middle School jams. Nine, 90s TK phase. Just TK dance songs. It's basically, yeah, it's just TK's 90s phase. Does Melissa want to dance to me songs? The non-grunge edition. This, 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 yeah, this, I could just see baby TK, just oh, like yeah. 13 years old, oh, I remember this, oversized yeah. undershirt, khaki shorts, high socks, tennis shoes. My hypercolor T-shirt on, just grinding. I, I had my my Flintstones Eagles shirts on. Remember when? <laughs> remember when the cartoon Eagles the sports stuff was cool, or at least I thought it was cool. I goes a little bit ahead of my time. It was early night, yeah. When you get like the the, the Flintstones or Tasmanian Devil wearing your favorite team logo, Tasmanian Devil was everywhere for a brief period. Yeah, he was everywhere. It was a rare glow up from a cartoon character that had been an afterthought before that. Now you do know this song, right? It's be, yeah. yeah. We could get. Yeah. It's, um, it's a good jam. This was a. Uh, I, I vaguely kind of remember this was this was on the right doing some radio play on the way down to Gulf Shores that uh, infamous summer that I became a man. Okay. <laughs> Once again, five oh four. So on Friday, Trevor, there were two pieces of news that broke uh, while we were on air. The first we've already talked about. The, the much much more important one was Jermaine Lole committing to Louisville yes. and not taking his visit to Florida, even though there had been some rumors that Florida was like, "Hey, come on down here. We got a cool offer." We'll see what happens. Louisville was a little bit worried. And then, boom, whatever they were offering wasn't what we were offering. So, we're good. Jermaine Lowe is a Huge addition. Uh, if you don't know I me, mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure uh, Keith went into all kinds of details. Oh, no, he was loving it. But, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, he was uh, nine, nine, nine sacks. I think he's like his freshman year. But aside, and then I guess had kind of a dip because he missed some time with COVID and then some injuries. But well, we only played four games during the COVID season in the Pac-12. Yeah, and so we missed time, exactly. But the point is, he's like 340 pounds. I mean, he's a big dude. Big dude. I mean, he's a, a, a solid addition to a line that needs, needs depth, needs something to rotate. It's a, no pun intended, a big signing. Huge. I mean, there's a reason why everybody wanted him. He's a, a gigantic deal. The second piece of breaking news that was a little bit less important was that Louisville was reportedly going to play Oklahoma State in men's basketball in the Armed Forces Classic. And we went a little bit into Mike Boynton's team, what they're bringing back, how they're kind of going to be a fringe top 25 team, and how this was going to be a a fun game, a good way to kick the season off. Well, as it turns out, that report came out, and according to folks over there at UofL, it is not accurate. Uh, That had been, I guess, in the works, but is not going to happen. So, Take Oklahoma State off the schedule. The game's not going to take place. No Armed Forces Classic for Louisville, at least uh, as of the current moment. This this, this game, 
became an idea and then left all at the same time. I'd never heard either one of it. Did yeah, you, like it's, it was I, news and then it wasn't news all before it ever got on your kind of my radar uh, on your on your plate. So Louisville, we mentioned at the time, like it felt like that was going to be the last big addition to the non-conference schedule because you've already got three games in the Maui Invitational, yeah. which is a loaded field. You've got Kentucky. You know you're going to play um, the Big Ten Challenge game opponent this year. We've got Bellarmine on the schedule. We don't know who the Big Ten is yet. Do we, we don't know yet. Yeah. They have not announced that yet. I think that'll be probably next month is usually when that comes out. Side note, props Indiana getting uh, Trace Jackson back. That, that was big news on Friday. Yeah. And then Shaden Sharp not going to play for Kentucky anymore. Worthwhile signing. He's going to be a pacer. It's no, going to be great. Hey, you'll get to watch a lot of uh, pregame warm-up highlight dunk videos. It's going to be great to get excited about him. But you, you got those six games already locked in. We still don't know what the hell is going on with the DePaul schedule. Like yeah. they, <laughs> they were supposed to be home and home. We don't know what happened to that. Maybe like we're not the, going up there. I feel like DePaul's waiting to find out if we take baits from them or not, whether they want to keep us on the schedule. Maybe. Maybe and that's what's happening. Hot, like, if you take them, we're off. <laughs> but then you've got Western Kentucky, that's seven, and, and so now you're looking at... like They're big guy committed, right? Missouri? No, he, he's coming back to, UK, to WKU. Oh, okay. Did I read that wrong? Or maybe he's visited Missouri is why I saw it. Well, the, I know was, I'm taking you on side trails here over You over. are. Thank you. I'm used to it. He was supposed... Be, Everybody thought he was going to go to Missouri. Oh, okay, okay. So I didn't see that right. I think UofL did reach out a little bit, but he was going to get more in Bowling Green than he was going to get from anybody anywhere else. So okay. he's coming back to, well, good, to, to good Western. Good for him. I'm glad, too. I like to see Western stay a little relevant. They'll be good. Yeah. They, they should. Well, they should be good. It, it feels like it's going to be another Rick Stansbury year where, on paper, oh, yeah. they are clearly the, the cream of the crop in Conference USA, and then they finish, like, fourth in CUSA and don't win the conference. And I, if he's not going to come to Louisville, then I'd rather him go to State Western and go to Missouri. Same. So, well, maybe not because I don't want Western Star schedule. Him, yeah. know, yeah. And he, he was pretty damn good against us last year. Yeah, it made, so, it looked pretty damn good. If you had the Oklahoma State game, I was kind of thinking, well, that's that's all the big games you've already played. Like that's that's all you need, yeah. And then you've got three, four bye games that you know you got to give those wins up, get teams in there, make sure yeah, we have some practice time. Whoever was we lost to last year. Well, Furman is Furman, yeah. Teams worse than Furman, please. So <laughs> yeah, we did. We like we yeah, we didn't beat them very well. Either. So th- that was kind of my thought. Like the, okay, the, yeah. the the big moving and shaking in the non conference schedule is done. Now with Oklahoma State off the schedule, you're still probably wanting to play one big game, preferably at home. And how about this? You got one for me. We've got Penny Hardaway doing a media Ooh. press conference today for the first time since they lost to Gonzaga in March in the NCAA tournament, and he's talking about their schedule. And he comes out. He he just says it. He's called Kenny Payne. Really? I think it would be great to bring that rivalry back. And I'll give Penny Hardaway props for uh, That's not me. That's Penny Hardaway's quote. I'll give Hardaway props for this. He knows exactly how to refer to the school that he coaches. He says, I think it would be great to bring that rivalry back. You know how Memphis State and Louisville used to be. Okay. I love it, but also, where was this before Kenny Payne arrived? This seems like a more, I want to hook up and have a game with my buddy Kenny Payne than to actually bring the rivalry back. I think it's also if that was the case. You should have been you should have been asking for this two years ago. Well, it's also too, and I agree with him though. The, the Memphis State Louisville robbery should be back. And Elliot, hold on, Elliot Perry should be thrown out the first pitch. He sees the fact that Louisville is making like this is now a new threat to him on the recruiting trail, which is where Penny thrives. That, that's his world. Yeah, it is. I think he believes Memphis is going to be better than Louisville is next year, and I think he sees this as an opportunity to kind of get one over on Kenny Payne early on and make up some of the ground that he's potentially losing to Payne on the recruiting trail. I think it would be weird for Imani Bates. Yeah. Why, why does our schedule have so much determined on Imani Bates does? 
<laughs> it's a big name. <laughs> like if Bates doesn't come, if Bates goes to Paul, we keep to Paul in the schedule, but we don't get Memphis. If we get Money Bates, we lose to Paul, but Memphis State wants us because you know he wants to show Money that he chose the wrong school. Now he did also say that they've reached out to Arkansas. They want to do a home and home with them. Which good luck with that because Arkansas is going to be loaded. Geographically, that makes a lot of sense to him. Probably they don't play Arkansas more often. But that's another school. Like all of a sudden, Eric Musselman, not just the transfer master, he's got the number two recruiting class in the country yeah. coming in right now. So. I think it's very clear that Penny is trying to go after schools that he's re- competing with on the recruiting trail. Um, well, of course, and of course, he's 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 hiding it all behind. I want to bring back old. He's a salesman. He's a car. He's trying to car salesman the fan base. He did mention he's, too because he doesn't you'll care like about this, these robberies. He says Larry Brown is going to remain a part of his basketball coaching staff for next season. Um, but he says, Coach Brown right now is coming back. I don't know to what capacity. It's literally up to him. It's a blessing to have him around. If it's not as a coach, maybe he can be an assistant to the head coach or something that doesn't have to travel and recruit and do as much as assistant coaches. You can tell the, this. This is how Kenny. This is how Penny Hardaway operates. I mean, he did, hasn't thought any of this ish through. No, he's what he's trying to actually say is that here. I'll break it down for you, layman's terms of what. Let's maybe, translate the Kenny the, the, the Penny Hardaway. Uh, maybe it's something cool I don't even know about. Yeah. What you just said. Here's what he really said. Larry may or may not be allowed to be with us anymore after the sanctions come down. We're going to find out or not. Well, no. If he's allowed to stay, we're going to find a title for him that matches. If he isn't, we're going to find a title for him that still matches. We just won't tell anybody he's here. We'll put a Ralph March crap mustache and nose on him and make him sit on the sideline. Well, Larry's got nothing to do with the sanctions. That, that's all Penny. That's Ah, uh, uh, no. Don't ever. Larry's got his hands on everything, okay? Yeah, he wasn't there when, when all that stuff went oh, down, unfortunately. He was Although, there. it'd be a good narrative <laughs> if he was. Because Every, everywhere he goes, does kind of... <laughs> he leaves in a blaze, not of glory, but just a blaze. Oh, you think I'm talking about the Wiseman stuff? No, I'm talking stuff's going to come out in about six months. Probably. <laughs> uh, so, Hardaway wants to play Louisville. That does irritate me, though. I really do feel like he's... He's trying to act like he's going to use the rivalry as because the thing is he should have been could have been moaning about this two years ago and he should have been because we should still be playing Memphis. Well, I think he did. He he has made comments in the past that he wanted. To play All right, Louisville. well then maybe I'll, I'll step aside and apologize to him. But otherwise, I feel like he's trying to mask wanting to recruit and go against Kenny Payne because of recruiting only and trying to use mask it by behind the rivalry thing, which he knows the fan bases are going to get behind. Are they? Do you think that the fans want this? Is there is there a generation of fans that even remember us playing Memphis? Well, sure. We hadn't been that long. We played in 2014. We were in the same conference. It was eight years ago. I mean, so yeah. The, the, you asked if there's a generation of fans that remembers us playing Memphis. Well, I mean, but, anybody older than ten. Okay. <laughs> so every generation except for the the current one, the newest one, the youngest one. That's the one that matters. <laughs> and I mean, you know, we were in still in the Conference USA days for a long time. I think that most people who aren't in their teens, I guess, remember that at this point. I would say early early 20s would probably not remember it as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember the, the the heyday of the rivalry. It's sort of— You don't remember you don't remember watching the Penny and Elliot Perry and, no, and those I, days? No. Like 70s and, and, and 80s, I um, was you know not around or way too young to remember. For what it's worth, nobody at Memphis remembers the 80s either. True. It's why I sort of, like, when people talk about the, the way that the generation that's older than me— talks about memphis is the way that i think my generation talks about cincinnati that was we had cincinnati too though don't get me wrong but that yeah. was the big rivalry in the 90s for me that the, was, that was yeah. the one memphis was just kind of an afterthought i didn't like them when when calipari got there but that was mostly because like they weren't as good as us and they would occasionally beat us and they were just kind of annoying like they weren't 
anything really until after we weren't conference mates anymore. And that's when they started getting good. But Cincinnati was the team for me. Like I hated Huggins. They were for a period of time there. I almost hated them as much as I hated Kentucky. And that's not an easy accomplishment, but for, I I realized how much the Memphis rivalry does mean to a a segment of the fan base. I love referring to them as Memphis state. I do not like them at all, but it's still like the actual contest themselves were never as big of a deal when I was, coming of age as a fan as they were like in the 20 years right before yeah i guess because the cincinnati when you were post mid and late 90s and cincinnati was hated in the early 90s too trust me i, I can tell For you sure but, but yeah i guess the memphis one did fade i guess in the mid 90s last time i guess the last memphis really hated battle we had would have been well i guess mid 90s with lorenzen wright when we lost him in the tournament we had some good battles when cal Not, got there i mean the 05 the usa championship yeah, but, game but, it, but you're right it did dip between the cal getting there and the uh, end of the um uh, was it Finch or I think the coach's name was the ex-player that coached there forever. They kept around for a decade and a half for some reason before Cal got there. Uh, yeah, I think it was Finch. But they, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they faded. Switched after Lorenzo Wright left after his one and done year in 95, I think it was. They were they were, they were were kind of off the radar for about five or six years. So are you in favor of adding a home and home for Memphis, meaning that we would play yes. either the next two seasons? You, you, you don't even have to continue your sentence, yes. I want home. I want to put it off one year. I'll take home and away with them on a regular year by. I, I want our out of conference schedule to be so set. I, I mean, th- we only have to worry about other teams unless we play maybe a tournament. I want Kentucky, I want Indiana, I want Cincinnati, and I want uh, Memphis each and every year home and away. I don't want to play them if I feel like they're going to be better than us. I don't care if they're, they're not going to be better than us. And they've got Kendra no, Davis. I will, they're bringing I will, back Lester no, Quinones. No, until the day I die, which may be sooner than later, nobody from Memphis can say will ever be better from us. Well, ever. Okay, I mean, okay, put your fandom aside. Ever. Try to think about this logically. I don't want to play them if we're going to be – we'll play you in two years. That's what I want to say. Let us get our 2023 class together, and then we'll meet on the hardwood. That's fine. We'll make that happen. Do you need a towel fat little pee down your leg? There, Come on, be a man. Step up. You, I mean, this is not you last year. Were you, do you want, would you like to have played them last year? Well, it didn't matter who we played last year. We are getting beat no matter who we played. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not afraid of anybody. Like – be logical. Well, it depends on do we play them early in the year, though? Because we might have beaten Memphis if we played them in the early part of the season. Well, yeah. When they were playing Imani Bates, yeah. which. <laughs> boy, that could have been. Boy, <laughs> that would have been one ugly game. Us Memphis in, in like November, early to mid-December. The, the Memphis thing, it's sort of the reverse little uh, Cincinnati thing, too. I, I've been saying for years, like, I'm fine with never playing Cincinnati in football, men's basketball again. Because we've got the ultimate wins to hang over them for the rest of their lives. I know. Russ Smith buzzer beater on their home floor when they were number four in the country. And then the Teddy Bridgewater game. Also at Nippert Stadium. We've got the cake of nails forever. I know. And, and also it makes them so mad that we got the bounce up to the you know the big leagues in the ACC and they've been stuck in purgatory. Now they are moving to the Big 12 now. And they, and they, gave, it, and yeah, and they, they gave us a little bit too with the, uh, with the with soccer though. They kind of... When they moved up to MLS and left us down in the Louisville. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's different. That, that, that's cities versus, we're talking colleges. We I, won the steamboat race, didn't we? No, we lost. Damn it. It's fixed. Who cares? Yeah, great, because they cheated. That's why it's fixed. Memphis, though, remember the last time we were, we were playing them when we were in the same conference? It was a Josh Pastner special where they weren't, like, we were markedly better than they were. And yet they beat us twice. Including on our home floor when he taunted our fans. Yeah, I remember the taunt. So yeah. I, and then football. Some about education, what or something? Yeah, football. Who cares? We, like we beat them, they sucked. It was like one of the worst teams of all time. The only thing they still brag about football is the D'Angelo Williams game. Well, we won that. So I thought we beat them when that. Did they beat us in the shootout? No, we won. That was 04. 
It was like a Wednesday night. We won like 59 to 52. I thought we lost that. No, the only game we lost that year was to Miami. Uh, I thought they did beat us one of those years. But I could be I'm sure they did. But like that game where he like ran for 500 yards, yeah. we, we won. Um, it was a fantastic game. Like that was an unreal. No, game. I remember. I, for some reason, I thought we lost that game. I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm cool with playing Memphis, bringing back the series, bringing back the rivalry. I don't know if I want to do it next year. Our schedule is tough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I get where you're coming from, especially with like Cincinnati and the rivalry thing. And I just, I just want to play. I, 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 I don't. I'm not afraid. I Can we get up. Darius Washington in a courtside seat? That's what I want. That's all I care about. <laughs> get him out there. Where is Darius Washington anyway? There's nothing poor about him. Whatever, he's fine. It, it does seem like the special they did on him like a few years ago. It does seem like he's turned himself into a a good person. But at that time, because people are like, how could you not feel sorry for him? And I'll quote Ellis Miles. It's kind of hard to feel sorry for a dude when he's talking bleep and sticking his tongue out the whole game. And that's – there was not one part of me that felt sorry for him. I believe in my beer-soaked celebration, my roommate at Dayton at the time just screamed, cry for me, Darius, cry, which is kind of how I felt at that time. Like, yeah. I, I didn't feel sorry for him at all. He was a, he was a D. Like, I, I didn't care about him. If you act like that, I'm not going to be sorry for you in that situation. It seems like he's matured as a person. He's gotten better. He's learned from this, that situation. But at that time, no. No part of me felt sorry for him, and so I'm never gonna stop talking about it. It was great. Yeah, you, 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 your roommate looking down. You said I was a, I was I was a server mocking this kid on TV. It's, like you loser! Like my table's like we're not tipping that dude. That was my, one of my favorite <laughs> celebrations of all time. I, I may have never celebrated a win more outside of the national title. By game. the way, I, you're right. I don't. I'm not you would been wrong as winning that shootout game in 04. The year before, they creamed us 37 to seven. Gotcha. That's what I was probably thinking of. Gotcha. Yeah, they beat us. Uh, I don't have this box score in front of me, but I'm but willing to bet uh, your boy ran for probably a bunch of yards. Yeah, 154 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Texas, I still remember going to Memphis games at Freedom Hall with my dad. Good times. I remember going to those games and how just unruly the Memphis fans were that were there. Not much they were there. so obnoxious. Yeah, they're still obnoxious. Texas, the 90s against Temple, Memf- uh, Memphis, Cincinnati, UCLA, Georgia Tech on ABC Saturday afternoons. Those games were fantastic. Well, UCLA wasn't as odd. The only UCLA game I remember is the Brent, the, the Frazier, I mean, uh, Kaiser game where he hit the three to beat them. Well, we played them a couple times. Yeah, I know we played them, but they weren't year, but year, year yearly thing. They weren't, but like we in the 90s, we played all those teams and they were always those abc saturday afternoon games oh, okay yeah i think we had a cut we played umass one year too yeah. um when they were so good uh we had like those games were so fun but that's but also you have to remember we were playing in you know the metro slash conference usa at that time we we needed to have gigantic yeah. yeah we needed to have gigantic non-conference games in the middle of the season to keep ourselves relevant as opposed to you know playing southern miss and Tulane and, and those teams. Yeah, but I mean, no respect, but like I see Temple and the gigantic game names. Well, Temple, they were <laughs> they huge. were they were solid in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I mean they, they were up and down. I mean Cheney had the real good run in the late eighties with Tim Perry and them, and he had that Cinderella run with Mark Macon in ninety two. But yeah, they, they were, were two seed one of those years. Um, they were yeah, it was the Macon. I think it was it was the uh, it was Raptor Macon left, and the Eddie Class Aaron McKee group came. Yeah. In. Because they were freshmen on the year making was a senior, and they went to lead eight and lost to North Carolina. And then I want to say, yeah, they the yeah the the Eddie Jones and uh, Aaron McKee hang around for four years, and like their junior and seniors, I think they were top seeds, but they got upset each time. I think. I mean, there were teams to be feared though. Like they were, I remember yeah, well, like, yeah. not wanting to play those Temple teams. They were, I'll never forget the, who was the kid that we they took from us. He was at Dur- Lamont Barnes was his name, I think. He did play at Temple, and he was he was a Derby Classic, and Lowell was recruiting him. I remember I got to go on the court after the game. 
And I was walking up to him, I was like, as, I mean, spam boy, wet behind the ears kid over here. I'm like, what, 13 years old maybe, I think. Uh, and he's not much older than me, but he's, you know, a man compared to me. And I remember walking up, I was going to be like, you need to go to Louisville. And as I was walking up behind him, I could hear him talking to a buddy and going, yeah, Temple 100%, man. Oh, I'm just messing with these cars. <laughs> I, wanted to, like, I just wanted to, like, groin kick him right from behind. I never rooted for him after that. Screw him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Texas Elliott Perry. Lamont, I'm sorry. Texas Elliott Perry and Milt Wagner sitting courtside together at the um, maybe even put that series back in Freedom Hall every other year. Now there's an idea. Great stat for you. I don't know if it would happen. It didn't happen this year because Memphis was in the playoffs. Every year for the last few years when Memphis was in the lottery selection thing that they do, like they did recently on ESPN, uh-huh. and they always send a representative. Elliott Perry, who's always sent by rep- Memphis to represent them, he is a, a, a minority owner of the Grizzlies. There you go. Did not know that. Another little side note, Atlanta always sends Jenny Garth, who is a great actress and was hot in the 80s. She was fantastic. In the 90s, too. Yeah, she was. She had a little 90s. She's had some cameos. She's not a 2 and Yeah, she's also done, like, TV cameos with, like, uh, Modern Family and other things like that. Text says, Trevor, is it true that you got monkeypox from smoking that butt joint when you were in jail? If you had the chance, <laughs> would you do it again? That wasn't monkeypox. <laughs> No, that was uh, that was cheetah pox. <laughs> By the way, when you were gone, the uh, the I watch anime with Trevor guy texted in again. Oh, where's he been? He's waiting for you to leave so he can make his jokes about watching watch anime, anime with anime you. With me, <laughs> I laugh every time. It's incredible. Oh, I picture us watching uh, being like the guys in uh, Super Troopers watching that video to try to think can find anything from that Afghanistan monkey. <laughs> Text says if I get monkey pox, my wife has some serious explaining to do. That'd be a bad moment if I'm like, where does this monkey pox come from? Yeah. It's like it's only transmitted through sex. I got it on a toilet seat, I promise. (laughs) He gave me monkey pox. Uh, I'd explain that one in a time. 502-414-1450. Texas says, I don't know where Dana Kirk is now, but F that guy. Man, people... Isn't he still Oregon? Dana Kirk? That's Dana Altman. Oh. (laughs) Dana Kirk, I believe, is dead. Oh, that's right. You're right. No, you're right. (laughs) I think I don't... My bad. Brain fart for a second. Sorry. Dana Kirk has been dead for 11 years. Has he been years. really 11 years? Wow. It was a while. Yeah. He's dead. dead. Yeah. He was, yeah, was the coach. He was the coach before. Was Larry Finch was his name? I said that Larry Finch was a coach in Memphis. Yeah. That was the guy who took over for Kirk. He was the ex player. And they kept, I mean, they kept him there forever. And he was just no good. I mean, he had the one little run with, with Penny. I wouldn't even call it a good run. He just had Penny on his team for three years or two years. And then, yeah, he was bad. I think every kid my age has heard the switchblade thrown on the the court story a million different times in a million different ways switchblade i don't think i've heard this you never heard this like it's like the biggest thing that you hear about the memphis rivalry like when they played uh, a game down at memphis state like louisville was winning there was like a, a dust up on the floor and like a fan from the crowd threw a switchblade on the on the court oh, that doesn't shock me yeah. i don't think i've heard the story but that doesn't surprise me one bit you know dana kirk was also an assistant at uvl i did not know that in the 70s i, I was unaware of that. he was an assistant on the 75 final four team should have won a national Was bottom. he part of the original uh, Crum um, uh, staff? I don't. What year did Crum get there? 72? He was an assistant at UofL from 71 to 76. So I think so. I think he probably came in with Crum then. Maybe. It sounds like he did. He also uh, caused Memphis to vacate all of their NCAA tournament appearances from 82 to 85. Well, yeah. That's because he was, yeah. Poor William Bedford was doing more coke than to practicing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, oh, so he's rotting in hell? Good. <laughs> Jeez. Texas. Maybe not, we do need the rivalry back. Texas, that's not nice, but I agree with you. 
Uh, Texture says Atlanta does not send Jenny Garth to the lottery. They send Jamie Gertz. She's a minority owner. Also, oh, yeah, Jamie an, Gertz. Yeah, also, an actor. You've messed up more names today than you. No you wonder, really are tired. No wonder you thought she was on 90210. Because Jenny Garth was on yeah, 90210. That's the one who hooked up with Brian Austin Green. Or no, it was her brother, right? What? Her brother was Brian Austin Green, right? No. Yeah, they were stepbrothers. You're thinking Brenda was the brother of Brandon. Yes, but but Brian Austin Green got to be with the cool kids because his mom, his dad or mom hooked up with Jenny's mom or dad, and they became step siblings. Maybe you're. I, I don't remember. But okay, Jenny Garth. Yeah, she was on 90210. Yeah, I, I could tell when you said. I was like, why didn't Trevor bring up 90210? I met Gertz. Yeah, that's the Gertz is the girl from. She's from Lost Boys. She was in. Um, oh crap. okay, we don't need to go over her her resume. Right. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I know she's my, and I know she's a part owner of their texture. I agree. Yes. Texas, the Memphis game Trevor was thinking of was in 2003 when they beat us at home 37-7. Yep, Williams rushed for 154 yards in a TD. First time they'd won at U of L since 1983. I remember being so, I, I, I Petrino, but I remember being pissed about that. Yeah, because I, I felt like it, we had never lost to Memphis until then. Um, Texas, can we invite Darius Washington as special guest? Let's get him on the show. Did you know that I used to uh, brick roll people on your website? It was a video of you every single time. <laughs> yeah, I've been fighting. Uh, him falling to the ground like you gotta feel bad for this guy go pick him up yeah somebody's gotta go help that kid up let's go pick it up I, I, who I've was got, it that helped him up it was Cal Perry was it Cal I couldn't remember we tried to he was like just screaming yeah, falling he's like, down. yeah he's like dead body weight yeah I've got the whole video memorized it's, I've watched <laughs> it a million times it's the absolute best it's porn well I was gonna say I'm a, I think I don't know why it's like <laughs> Be a little intimate, Mary. What are, you, what are you doing? She looks up and you're watching the video behind. <laughs> it starts off with Brad Giannini shooting free throws. Again, David Paget. I know you. You listen to the show sometimes. I hope you don't take Paget worst bench outfit I've ever seen. Well, looks, looks terrible. You've told me about that, and I need, to, I need to go back and look at it. Text it. I like how TK was trying to start Larry Brown rumors, like he's the bus driver from Billy Madison. <laughs> me and her got it on. Well, no, 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 you didn't. Well, I mean, you can imagine what it'd be like right we now, did. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who would still 80 box lunches? Texas, I'm pulling my inner TK and going way off topic. Did we know that Katy Perry now lives in Henry County with her husband, Orlando Bloom, who's I, filling a movie here now? I, the only reason I did is because she was at the Louisville Zoo the other day. I saw I saw that, and I had to go down the rabbit hole why she's same, same. living here. And then, then I came across, well, first, I didn't even know she was married to Orlando Bloom until I didn't. I didn't either. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. Thank you, Lord. And then I saw her name. They named their kid like Daisy Pot or something like that. Which brings me back to again. You can only name kids like that if you're rich. True. If you live middle class, you're ruining the kid's life. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's apparently living in some like um, some mansion. She's like renting a room somewhere. I forget. And she's staying here while they're filming. Other members like Gillen, uh, uh, um, Andy, Angie McDowell was, I think, part of this cast. Andy. Andy was it? Andy McDowell. Yeah. Go from yeah. Uh, Jake. Good Lord. I mean, you are like one for 50 today. It's unbelievable. Hey, Dylan Gillahunt or what his name is. What? There's a, there's another actor that was on the list, I think, that was there. I don't know. Uh, people are also very mad at you for not – like Jamie Gertz, probably best known, at least in these circles, for one, being in Twister. Um, yeah, was, and then two, she also was the I don't have a square to spare lady on Seinfeld. She was. But she's, to me, less than zero is what she's most famous for. Okay. Lost Boys and Less Than Zero were her two 80s movies that were just awesome. Um, she's like I said, she has done she because when she married the rich guy that owns like the Hawks and the Dream and the Falcons and everybody else, I know he doesn't own the Falcons, but like she retired and basically just does cameos on shows now. 
I text her. I don't know if this is a KRC text or not. And I know we usually read KRC text, but this is like a soliloquy on Shade and Sharp. And I'm, I'm, I'm not reading. No disrespect. I'm not reading 17. I know we brought him up in passing and made like a joke. Is this their version of a lobo man? I get. I'm not reading 20 lines on Shade and Sharp, but basically he doesn't. He's not mad at Cal and he doesn't play the kid. That, fine. That's great. That's great. <laughs> he's going to be a pacer. I'm going to make fun of Trevor about it. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Um, okay. Well, I'm not looking forward to him being a pacer. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, you guys, we have a good football reminiscent question on the text line that I think we'll pop okay. off the conversation. We'll do that. If you have other thoughts on the text line, hit us up. 502-414-1450. We'll be right back. We'll also talk a little bit about the NBA, what happened last night, what might happen tonight. And then we got controversy in the Lanch series. Oh, I love it. I'm excited about it. All that coming up next here on the Mike Rutherford Show. I get so weak in the Big man's getting into the producer room. There you Remember this video? No, not at all. Oh, you've never seen it. I've, no one I've will not ever forget it. Heavy D and the Boys in bright color <laughs> rain gear dancing in the streets of what looks like the ghetto from Batman and Robin. Okay, <laughs> you remember how like the, their, their ghetto had like all like the colorful like like neon people running around. It's lively. <laughs> yeah, that's what this looks like. And there's here's Heavy D in this bright lime green. Like uh, raincoat. I and all it. the people in the background are dancing in raincoats. It's so awesome. Brilliant. I, I wish, again, <laughs> would have been a great day to have the YouTube show going. Oh, Because yeah. Trevor's dance moves in the production room was off, fantastic. I'm playing, Incredible. Heavy, I'm playing Heavy D and the boys in this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, that, what, that, does that make you think of any movies, by the way? Uh, Hitch. Yeah, okay, good. You're on the same, you're on the, we're on the same road then. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the guy who uh, always asking about the Louisville guards has now texted in again. Louisville guards update? I'm getting anxious. This guy now is going to do it every day. <laughs> I mean, do we have one? Is what he's asking. I think we had multiple people on Friday when Keith was Keith was fully nerding out about Lole and talking about the other recruiting trips, and it was a great like just fully in like in depth conversation about everything that's going on with the 2023 recruiting class. And then back to back text, it was like, "This is great. Are we going to get any guards?" And the next <laughs> one was like, "Guard update for basketball." No, no, we have no update on that front. Still sounds like we're in good shape with Malachi we're, Smith. We're still hitting a running back from Georgia, but I mean. Yeah, nobody cares. Like, the yeah. number one running back in the country is, is canceling visits from Georgia to come to Louisville. And people are like, well, we're going to get a guard from we Chattanooga. Where are we at that two-star point guard? <laughs> is Bates really going to wait till June to decide? What are I, we doing? Have we heard any new name at least pop up in the rumor mill? Over no. The last- 
because I've been, I've been like, I haven't been like, I've been kind of off Twitter mostly for the last. He's missed few days. nothing on that front. Okay, it's been. Besides, I mean, I know Kenny keeps the lips sealed pretty shut, like he's a go goes and all. But yeah, I mean, besides the the Malachi Smith rumors that continue to to percolate, we haven't heard anything. And, and I think with Malachi Smith, you're going to see because he's now he's just now deciding, I'm out of the NBA draft for good. He's been kind of saying for the last month or so. I'm fully focused on the NBA draft. I'm sure he was talking to some colleges too, just to check all the spots. But he wasn't like putting out lists or giving updates or planning visits. He was just saying, "I'm focused fully on the draft." Now that he's pulling out and he's going to be coming back to college, I think you'll hear more from him talking about where he wants to go, who he's considering, conversations that he's had. I think that will heat up pretty quickly. But besides that, really nothing. Like it's I mean, been a whole big bucket of nothing. I know we teased about it earlier, but didn't you know, shout out to Man Scooch, I believe. If I, if I remember right, I get this right last week. I'm only won like $555 on a scratch-off lottery ticket. Scoots did? I mean, this dude has more luck with lotteries. I mean, like everything else, he drew the short straw genetics and everything. But like lotteries, he's like the man. Lottery? Women? I mean, yeah. Radio shows? I mean, play-by-play? Play. Killing it. Well, music part, we fade a little bit. Let's take a step back there on that one there. Did you see? But, but I mean, but Indiana, I mean, he's got Trace Jackson Davis coming back. I mean, that's I know I teased it a little bit. We teased that's huge news for IU. We don't need to tease it. It happened on Friday. We well, talked. I wasn't we here. talked about it. I mean, yeah. If, if you didn't know, guys, and something tells me Trace Jackson Davis is returning. Just getting that football recruit and, and and keep being here. You probably didn't talk about much about it on Friday either. We mentioned it. Oh, we, we mentioned it. It was a blurb. There was a blurb, blurb in there. Indiana a blurb. I mean, <laughs> I'm on the cover. You blurb. Indiana basketball has expectations for the first time since what 2013. I guess they had some of the Romeo Lankford year. No, they, just, they had some the year after. Uh, no, the tw- 2014 season after coming out the. Well, yeah, they beat it. They beat Kentucky. Yeah, the thir- yeah, you're right. Thirteen. Yeah, you're right. Thirteen season. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thirteen was when they were number one seed. Yeah, yeah. That and was preseason right. number you're one. Right, yeah. But besides that, like this is the first year where they're going to since since that 2014 season. Really, the first year that there's been talk about them potentially being the preseason favorite in the Big Ten, which I still I, they're probably not going to be, but yeah. they'll be up there. They'll be second or third. There was probably some hype and Romeo signed, but they were. I think they were preseason top twenty five that year, but yeah. that disappeared pretty quickly. Very quickly. We I'm also. Surprised he's coming back. Still, I mean, I just, are you ready for the biggest piece of Louisville football news that you're going to get today? Well, I've already eaten Arby, so yeah, hit me. Ties in with the show. Ooh, I love it. Louisville has gotten a commitment from a transfer long snapper from Arkansas State. His name. His name. There's transfer. There's long snappers in the transfer portal. Yeah. His name. Shy. Shy Kochov. Oh, I don't. His last name is irrelevant. Mm. In fact, mm, <laughs> not boys to men. <laughs> not boys to men, Kochov. If I ever was gonna snap it long. It won't be without you from Shy from Arkansas. But I was caught up. <laughs> In snapping the ball too far. <laughs> I, I mean, you said his last name. I don't care. Doesn't he, matter. It doesn't matter. He's he, shy. He's he's dropping his last name completely. This is a gigantic special teams upgrade. That, if that doesn't play every time we go out for for, for a long snap <laughs> for a punt, <laughs> for a punt. <laughs> mm-hmm. up in physical attraction. People are already pissed but off. To my satisfaction. People are already pissed off that we have to punt, and then all you just hear, but people like, what the hell is this? We're making fun of our own team. They come out dancing like the replacements. <laughs> uh, but we got Shai Koshev. That's all you need to know. 
can we brag to say we got the best transfer long snapper of the transfer portal? <laughs> Look, we, yeah. is, there, is there a second long snapper in the transfer portal? So my guy, Kevin Wright, uh, actually quote tweeted him and says, and if I ever, ever snap in a game again, I will be sure that my snap doesn't bend. And he retweeted that and said, this is amazing. <laughs> He's in on the joke. He, just, he must listen to the show. This is, he loves the show. He has to listen to the show. This might be my new favorite card. <laughs> I'm all in on the shy bandwagon. His a header picture also is a Louisville jersey with what appears to be a 51 gold chain necklace hanging down. <laughs> you don't have a long snapper what, with this type of swag. Kind of, I mean, it's one thing to have the Tacona's to enter the entrance portal as a long snapper. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It sats back. Set. <laughs> I don't care about the recruiting class. I don't care about Pierce Clarkson. I don't. Care. This is when this is when it happened. Stats back. Who did we? We're beat? winning at least eight games this year. I mean, please tell me we beat out Ohio State for this guy. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we we've had three long snappers in ten years. It's we've had fantastic long yeah, snappers. But, yeah. We just replace them. It's like Roger Williams with pitchers over at the baseball team. We just we lose some guys. We bring in the next stud. Make him pitcher of the year. We bring in. We lose a long snapper. Boom. Mitch Hall's gone. We're bringing another guy for four years. We're good. Long snapper, you. Who was the tight end we had that played long snapper that ended up playing in the NFL? I don't he got care. Drafted, I think. He's not shy. <laughs> Shy's taking over this program. We're good. Physical attraction. But to my, my satisfaction. satisfaction. <laughs> so I, I mentioned rankings list earlier. Twenty four seven sports. They oh, ranked. You probably saw this because I'm sure, assuming you perused the news notes this, this today. If you didn't, it's better. You can make an assumption, but yeah, okay, good. Be, yeah, I have not. I didn't get a chance. Good, to good. I'm, I'm glad. So I can ask you this. 24-7 Sports, uh, Brad Crawford over there, he ranked the 25 best college quarterbacks going into this season. Okay. We've talked about Malik Cunningham and, and sort of when we talk about our, our preseason expectations for this team, a big part of it is we have one of the better players in the country at the most important position. Yes. He's a very good college quarterback. I've yeah, said I think – Yeah, I've said I think he's probably a top 20 quarterback in the game. So my first question is, do you think Malik Cunningham is on this list of the 25 best quarterbacks in the country? Yes. You're correct. Where do you think he ranks? 18 to 25. Give me a number. 22. 17. Okay. I was close, though, with my original scale. Crawford says, the weird thing is, you've got, I think, eight ACC quarterbacks on this list. Yeah, I mean, well, we already established literally every quarterback in the ACC came back. It's it's unreal. Yeah. I and mean, so, besides uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you had last year. But then they added Slovis, the other big recruit exactly. from USC. Like, yeah. like, you, you had last year Malik Cunningham doing all these things where, you know, the ESPN graphics were like, you know, only two other quarterbacks have ever done this in history, and the other two were always like <laughs> Joe Montana or like somebody <laughs> just ridiculous. And like, how good is this guy based on stats? And he wasn't first, second, third team, or honorable mention all ACC nope. because the conference is so loaded with quarterback talent. So he's the 17th best quarterback in the country. Well, he's Sam the, also left too. He's the fifth best quarterback in his conference, according to these rankings. Here's what Crawford says. He says, entering his fourth season at Louisville, uh, entering his fourth season at Louisville as Louisville starting quarterback, Malik Cunningham has accounted for 39 touchdowns, 20 rushing, 19 passing last fall, but the Cardinals failed to finish with a winning record. The former three-star recruit from the class of 2017, God, 2017, completed 62% of his passes for 2,940 yards. He doesn't remember the Memphis basketball robbery. (laughs) And eclipsed 1,000 yards on the ground, averaging six per carry. Louisville will look for more success in the win column in 2022, but Cunningham is set to be a key piece should Scott Satterfield's squad increase that total. He may not be as quick as previous program hero Lamar Jackson at quarterback, but his touchdown total speaks for itself. Okay, first of all, he may not be. Yeah, I mean, 
That's okay. <laughs> it's like, I may not be as tall as Shaq. Yeah, he may not jump as high as Daryl Griffin. He may not be as fast as Usain Bolt. Like, it's, like come on. Yeah. Where do you think Will Levis is on this list? Uh, Future number one draft pick, Will Levis. <laughs> Best quarterback in the SEC. Um, I'll say I'll say he's probably ahead of because he's getting a lot of love, and I'll put him ahead of. I'll say t- thirteen. Fifteen, very close. Okay. And you're right. He is a, just like Malik. There are eight quarterbacks in the SEC on this list, and despite being number fifteen overall, he's number six in his own conference. Is there, is there any? Is there anybody other than the ACC or, or SEC quarterbacks listed on this list? That's it. I mean, the way you're describing it sounds like everyone. Is there any conference that does have a player on there other than us two? So, who, who do you think is number one? Um. Uh, um. I don't ask a question. I really don't know. Who is it? Bryce Young, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Brain farting. I should have known that, yes. Who do you think is the best ACC quarterback? Because uh, despite having so many highly ranked, there's not one in the top five. I'll go the, the Wake Forest Hartman, dude. Um, I probably said his name right. I don't remember. The guy from Wake Forest. Good guess. Devin Leary of NC State is actually the highest ranked. He's number nine. Is he still around? Hey, I, he's never going anywhere. He's been He's been playing there since his uncle was popular in media. I mean, he he really has, and he was. Remember, like last year, there's all this talk about he was going to be going to leave early for the NFL. Like he was kind of Sam Howe before Sam Howe was. Are Sam we Howell. sure he has eligibility, or is he just like is he like your dude from Office Space? Let's say he's been just hanging around. He just keeps showing up, and they forget to tell him he ran out of eligibility seven years ago. You know what he is? <laughs> he's a retro sophomore. I'm sure <laughs> they're all retro sophomores. Uh, if he's he, actually only played three seasons. This is his fourth season. I'm called BS on that. He is. He is. His first season was 2019. Yeah, he replaced his uncle, Martin Leary, who replaced uh, Jack Leary. He's actually <laughs> on ESPN, because I did a double take. I was like sophomore. I was like, I made a joke. There's no way he's actually a sophomore. He is a redshirt junior this season. So okay. technically, he could play one more year if he really wanted to. Uh, it does feel like he's been there forever. So, and I, would, I don't know if I'd put him number. You say he was one or two. He's one in the ACC. He's number nine on the list. I, I don't agree. I don't know I'm with you. Him, yeah. They've got Tyler Van Dyke from Miami at number 10 overall and number two in the conference. That makes I forgot about him, too. Yeah. And then right after him is your boy, Sam Hartman, number 11. He's number three out of ACC quarterbacks. I don't think Virginia would be right for not too long up there, too, right? He's num- number 12. So they've got ACC quarterbacks yeah. from nine through 12. Uh, in Did Uga Uga make it? He is. He's like number 24. Okay. And then. Uh, well, you've got to assume that. That maybe last year was a hiccup. The talent is still there, probably. He's, I mean, he's big. He's got a big arm. I mean, he's got to yeah, figure a, it out. They've got uh, Slovis at number twenty-two. They've got Phil Jerkovic from my uh, Boston College at God, number twenty-three. Back too, he's back, that. and then uh, DJ Uyangalale is at number twenty-four. Very impressive. He is eight out of eight from the ACC. Okay, but I mean, fourteen team conference. Eight quarterbacks are among the twenty-five best in the league. Great for the league, not great for us. Like, sorry, Syracuse. Well, I mean. We saw what Syracuse quarterback can do last year, which is not throw the ball 20 yards on the fly. At least have Eric Dungy. No, no, he's gone. He's been gone for a while. <laughs> Are you sure? It did I mean, fit, he was another guy who felt Le- like... If Leary still has eligibility, how the hell did Dungy not used to not keep some years? Garrett Schrader, I'm assuming, will be their starting quarterback again this year. Dungy was like... He was like the whole offense, too, for all four years oh, he was yeah. there. They're like, I really felt bad for him most times. Well, they got him killed every year. Yeah. But by week seven, he was either on the sidelines or like a shell of his week two self. Poor season, that little white dude trying to be Lamar Jackson against Lamar Jackson. I'm like, man, just give it up. Uh, <laughs> Tex says, what happened to Louisville softball this year? Were we even 500? Been on the downturn the last couple of years. That's a uh, random question. We yeah, they, they didn't have a great year. They they were above 500, I believe. But Louisville softball, for a brief period there, was, was fantastic. I, I'm assuming this question is sort of based on 
UK softball doing so well because they're at, I think they're one win away from advancing out of their regional. Are they? But we hired – this is right up your alley, Trevor. <laughs> Vince Tyre hired uh, Holly April. Oh, uh, Vince, what are you doing? Holly April had been – it seemed like a good move at the time. She had been named the ACC Coach of the Year at Pitt, and right after that happened, we hire her away from Pitt in our, her own conference, and early returns have not been great. We haven't had good seasons the last couple of years. Oh, what a shock. Vince screwed up a hire. Uh, the cards went 27-25 and 25 this year. Not it's they not lost. Good. They lost in the first round of the ACC tournament to Syracuse. At least we made it. They went twenty-one, twenty-eight, and one last year, losing overall record. Not good. Uh, twenty twenty, they were ten and thirteen when the season got called for uh, COVID. And then the last year that we did not have Holly April was the last year that we made the NCAA tournament uh, in twenty nineteen. So, not good. Somebody's like, come on, heard time to pick up another Vince mess. <laughs> Get the bounty out. Look, the clean, tra- clean up another mess made by Vince over there. The track record has not been great on hires. No. There's no other way to say it. No, and maybe, hopefully, rehires works out a little better. But Scott, step it up. Uh, Texas, we need Star Wars theme songs on Friday for the Kenobi show release. Well, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree for that. I don't even know that there's a Kenobi show. Okay, A, neither did I. B, May, 3rd, or May 4th is the only day you get Star Wars theme songs in here. Yeah, we did. You did do that. Yeah, I'll do that. But I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna play the canteen theme song or you know, more any more John Williams than I have to. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, it Family Guy when they mocked it? Like, all right, guys, let's do it again, over and over. And they just keep repeating the same same thing. song. <laughs> play that same song. Um, <laughs> did you see the rele- the press release that you've put out today about? Uh, always a mile marker of the off season is the. <laughs> Fan experience enhancements are coming to Cardinal Stadium for next season. Did you see this? No, I don't. The what? 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 It's doing? What are we doing? We're gonna have Wi-Fi connectivity improved this year, oh. which has been talked about since I think before Wi-Fi existed. God, you said improved at the end. I was like, we never had Wi-Fi. To- Actually, I believe that. Yes, they have. I mean, Wi-Fi for whatever reason. Like I've got T-Mobile, and like, I'm like the one person who has T-Mobile that I know. And my internet access, do you, brothers in arms? Yeah. My access at Carl Stadium has always been better than all my other friends. I don't know if it's just like a hiccup glitch How do in the, you do that? the I Matrix. T Mobile. Well, no, I take that back. Carl Stadium, I can't remember as well, but I know like Yum Center, it's just like death walking in with T Mobile. It's not good. Yeah. I will give them props though. They said they've invested $5 million to install Wi Fi access for fans to improve the game day experience. It's been a constant complaint basically since smartphones have existed it's never been good everybody's always struggled with it yeah they're also they've taken a a four million dollar gift from angels envy shout to jonathan blue to invest in fully renovating the former brown and williamson club which is now known as the uh, angels envy bourbon club so that's going to be improved for pass holders and then to get the the gate entry process better they're going to have new pedestal ticket scanners are going to be installed to improve entry at the three busiest gates, two, three, and four. And they're also going to have walkthrough security that will be implemented using using stationary magnetic scanners, replacing the handheld manual scanners from previous seasons. Thank God, because those things, they, they never worked. Yeah, all, gr- all great things, but all moot unless we get good and we have a reason for people to go to the sure, game. Sure, but, I mean, come on. Big, of course, like all this <laughs> stuff, none of this stuff matters as much as winning games, Trevor, but it still matters. Uh, they're also going to have grab-and-go stations to improve concessions Sorry. availability. Uh, in 2022, we finally got good internet. <laughs> it's been an issue. Hey, we had pink seats until last it's year. 20, in 2022, we're getting good internet. 
Woohoo! <laughs> Funny thing, you know, I recommended that Sunderland Until I Die Netflix series. I don't think you watched it about the soccer team. One of the very first episodes, like there, there's a call-in show, and they're complaining to the owners about the seats fading and like becoming pink. Like we got pink seats in our damn stand. Like it's the universal language. Yes. Which, by the way, Sunderland. For any fans of that show who are wondering what the hell's been going on with the club since they won a promotion match in a, in a playoff on, I think yesterday to get back to the basically like the second biggest league in England, the, the the championship. Nice. Which is the for whatever reason, the second biggest league in, in England beyond the Premier League. I loved it you saw wherever Everton they they won their game. I guess it was on Thursday or Friday. And they stormed the pitch. Yeah, I use that technology. That You're technology. correct. They stormed the pitch. I mean, you th- Footy. They, they look like they just won the World Series. Just to stay up. And it was just because they came in 16th place. I saw Leeds did that, too. Yeah, that's um, great. I love that. You know what? I mean, you, you can laugh, You can say I'm laughing as a mocking of that, but I'm really not. I love the, the emotion. That, that's, that's great. That's awesome. I was watching, watching them celebrate. For, it reminded me of silver, uh, the Silver Linings thing. When when they, get, yeah, they, they get a five, they get a five. They're like, yeah. Everybody's looking. I'm like, why are they so happy? <laughs> I was watching. Um, th- there was nothing else on, so I had the 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 German league on soccer. It was like very early. Virginia had gotten way up too early. <laughs> what was this on Saturday? I guess. I guess yeah. So like it was the Bundesliga soccer, and I can't remember what club it was. Like they, but they scored like two goals in extra time to avoid relegation and like nice. they did they they, they stole the whole f- crowd like stormed the pitch everybody's going nuts like dudes are crying like they're attacking the guy who had the game-winning goal and it is cool it does kind of make you wish that we had relegation in some major american I sport i just don't know how we would be able to do it fine because it's all money and like no no none of these rich millionaires who own these teams no. are ever going to sign up for it i mean it. and the thing is unfortunately like there's no what are you going to relegate to it because only certain cities are going to like you're going to relegate pittsburgh like down to pittsburgh i mean you're not going to have like can you imagine the lakers in the g league <laughs> It'd be so good. <laughs> when Roger had to go to the Lexington Legends and he just bought a he bought the whole team like a new bus just because he didn't want to ride on their crappy one. Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, it'd be yeah. so good though. Yeah. I mean, the Reds playing at like Slugger Field next year. Just I mean, what would be the one sport if you could I know we've, this is a bad topic to bring up this close to the end of the show, but we've got thirty seconds. I know. That's all we need. Hey, that's all I need, man. Uh <laughs> that would have just less than twenty seven. Snuggle. Okay. Uh what okay. do you th- what would be the one sport they could get away with it in America? Basketball, baseball, football. I was going to say hockey, but yeah, if you're not going to do hockey. Um, football fans would riot if they couldn't watch their team in the NFL for a year. Yeah. Probably baseball. I don't think I guess so. But yeah. it'd be the toughest system to implement. Because you already have, you already have AAA and exactly. everything. Yeah. There's no way to do it now. That would make it easier to implement because you knew, well, I guess because yeah, they're connected to each other. Yeah, you're we're right. too far gone. We're, we're too far gone to, to do this. I don't think it's possible. We've got to do it. We're going to do it. It'd be great. I think it, I think college sports would be the easiest. Like, we finished last in the ACC this year. We're in the SOCON next year. <laughs> Boom. I mean, it would help with like whining about conference moving around. Yeah, like Gonzaga, you sick of playing in the West Coast Conference every year. Boom, you're in the Pac-12. Washington State, congrats. You're in the West Coast Conference. Done. It'd be <laughs> hilarious. Poor Jeff Fish. He's getting sent down somewhere. Jed Fish would be relegated. Jed, I call him Jeff. You did. <laughs> One for 51 on names today. <laughs> not bad. It's not been a good name day for me, has it? Stick Arizona in the Sun Belt. <laughs> it's bad. It'd be wonderful. Uh, tonight, Heat Celtics, 830. Miami leads the series 2-1. to one. Celtics played much, much better uh, recently. Who you got? Uh, I don't know if Jimmy Butler's playing tonight or not. He looks like he is. I didn't know. He only left in the second half. Uh, and, of course, he had smart, you know, pull off the Willis Reed thing uh, uh, over the weekend. Shocker. Yeah, except, you know, Willis Reed's good. Smart sucks. Smart might, Smart's a bake on. Smart's so Cut from the same cloth. He's so horrible. He's a wannabe John Starks. Um, I'm going to say tonight, Boston, all I've said, Boston gets the win. 
Boston wins big. I mean, I can't believe Boston lost the way they did in game three to begin with, honestly. Uh, it doesn't matter. Golden State's going to sweep either one of these teams. <laughs> neither of these teams. I mean, maybe they'll get a win on Golden State, but neither. There's no one left in these, in these NBA players anywhere close enough because to beat Golden State, you have to have them have four bad shooting nights, and they're not going to do it. Uh, we got Blues fans threatening Kadri uh, for the Lanch because they, you know, he accidentally got pushed into their goalie and, and hurt him. And Bennington, the Blues goalie, threw a bottle at him after the game, swung a stick at his head. Best fans, St. Louis. God, you're the worst fans in all sports. I hate you so much. Lanch Blues tonight, game four. Lanch lead the series 2 1. You know what? They're winning 16 to nothing. I can't stand the Blues. I want them out of my life. Blues fans are the worst. Who you got, though, Trevor? Oh, it's it's Avalanche coming down on you, baby. Boom. Love it. Who won the. Is Calgary still. Are they two, they're 1 1, right? Calgary is. No, they had a game last night. They got beat. They, so they're, they're down 2 1. Yeah. And they don't yeah. play again until tomorrow. They had that big shootout in game one, too. That was fun. It was incredible. I texted you. I was like, you watched this? Like, I, I just saw the score. I didn't get to see it, and I looked up the score, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And when, I did watch the highlights, though, because I didn't enjoy it. Texted how many salt teams have beaten today. Yeah, you're not eating the crackers today, are you? None. I've had a, this is the best day I've had in two weeks. Are you having a good day, Pods Day? I'm not, not. I'm not trying to ruin it. Best day I've had. Okay, in two weeks. I'm sorry. I should have brought that up earlier in the show. Yeah, it's like it's like a no hitter. Not. I'm not talking about it. I'm not acknowledging it. I felt great today. All right, good, good. Everybody have a fantastic Monday evening. Hopefully, I feel great again tomorrow. Regardless, are you about to pound better when this music hits? Here, we'll be here at three o'clock tomorrow. Everybody have a fantastic Monday. Bye.